Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. Last week was really good. Last week was fun. Break, break the bottom, week. Everybody that I've heard comment on it was a big fan of Frank Dukes. <laughs> break the bottom, brick. Break the bottom, brick. Come on down to Dukes' bricks. <laughs> we'll break the bottom, brick, or I'll buy your mailbox. <laughs> you didn't get that this week. No, this week. I don't even think we touched on the movie we did. We didn't. This week. <laughs> this week. This week. <laughs> this week. This week, we did say the word retard a lot. <laughs> Probably offended black people. Definitely Middle Eastern people. Well, you redeemed yourself, though, with the Middle Eastern thing, because you, you liked the food. It's true. The halal guys did an excellent job. I liked the chicken. Mm-hmm. But this somehow or another, and this happens like it's cyclical. Like once in a blue moon, this podcast just goes serious and political for a little while. I don't know if it's really political so much as it is like the world we're 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 we are mirrors for the culture and the world that we find ourselves in. It goes serious and we'll say politically topical. Hey, well, we did a, an MFK where I talked about violently doing terrible things to Mitch McConnell. So you have something <laughs> to look forward to there. Yeah, look for like if you if you're listening to the show and you're like, ah, this is one of those shows that I would normally not listen to the whole thing. Which I feel terrible for RBK because with the with the summaries he's writing, he's gonna have to sit through the whole thing. Yeah, this is gonna be a, another okay week from TPTO. <laughs> uh, but sit through it because at the end we do a fun political MFK. We talk a little bit about S. Craig Zoller, and uh, the last six minutes were pretty fun. And I gotta say, ooh, excuse me, first episode I can remember in a long time with only minimal. Schmer references. Oh, yeah. Schmer. Schmer's on holiday. Schmer didn't hardly come up at all. I did want to say about Schmer, I think Riley Reed should be his stepdaughter. Not his real daughter? Yeah, because then it's even Seems more. Seems even weird. It's it's weirder because the the potential for something is there. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And like, his, his, they're divorced, but <laughs> she still has a place at Schmer's house. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that is better. I do think that's better. Like, like, like he he doesn't give a shit about his ex-wife. No, but his daughter-in-law or his ex- stepdaughter, stepdaughter yeah. always keep place in the house for. I mean, shit. It's not like I raised her. You know, she <laughs> when I was married, she was like fucking seventeen. <laughs> so you know, if she wants to stay in my place. She can stay in my place. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. The you know. <laughs> it's the implication. <laughs> 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 well, she asked me to come out to the AVN Awards. I went. It was a good time. Yeah, I watch your movies. I'm supportive, yeah. Dad. Stepdad. Step I gave dad. her. I gave her notes. I gave her notes. Yeah. You know, sometimes that uh, the arch of her back is a little too extreme. <laughs> I tell her it makes her already tiny tits look even tinier. So you got to position yourself <laughs> right. You know. Listen, listen. If you're gonna take two dicks at once, mm-hmm. you got to make sure you look like you're enjoying both dicks. That's a Schmear specialty. <laughs> no, I'm not gay. <laughs> I fucked a guy before, but I ain't gay. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. Oh. It's George Animal Steel. Oh, shout out, by the way. Uh, M&P told us the picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was, and it makes sense. I went back and looked at it. Mm. So you had Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah. Which, if you look at those two in their prime, not much ever changed for Greg the Hammer Valentine. He was yeah. always kind of a pudgy, blonde-haired, fuck-up-looking weirdo. With some but, real but, hair. you know, the, the Brutus the Barber, mm. that dude was big yeah. and had muscle tone, and now he's just a fat man with nipple rings sitting next to... 
another broken down wrestler in matching recliners. Yeah. Which maybe begs maybe, another set of questions. Maybe Brutus the Barber Beefcake's a, like a leather daddy or something, <laughs> and they're life partners. I'm thinking we're more likely that that's the truth <laughs> than whatever we could conjure up. What if the Schmear documentary ended with Rodney <laughs> and and Mick like just finally admitting they love each other? <laughs> I fucking love you, Rodney. I love you, too. Listen, so long as we can trade off who bought them, let's say we do this thing. Let's go all the way. Ronnie Tahoe. <laughs> Celeste. I want to be your queen of the ring. You just hear them fucking in the background. You don't see it. And, and it, right, sounds it sounds awful. And then right at the end, just Rodney Tahoe. <laughs> so you know who's pitching. You know? <laughs> I'm about to come. I'm about to come. Run it, Tahoe! Woo! Woo! I want to be your queen of the ring. I want to be your queen of the ring. <laughs> it's time for a Royal Rumble flare. <laughs> <laughs> or smear. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what a weird twist. <laughs> it's always in the entrance. Always. Well, yeah, like, do just listen to this. <laughs> I want to be your queen of the ring. I want to be your queen of the ring. <laughs> I'm still going to pull for push for Riley. Though. Know, she's still going to keep her place. I'm going to keep my own place. We're going to live together. <coughs> That's good. Get that fucking tannin oil all over the sheets. <laughs> I ain't cool. At my house, I got that like 700 count Egyptian cotton. That shit's not. I don't need fucking. I need fucking. You see the argument. I thought you quit smoking. No, I never did. <laughs> <sighs> well, I quit smoking because you quit smoking. Well, you're dumbass. <laughs> and, no, it's just a bad codependent relationship. It'd be wonderful, though. It'd be quite the sick turn. <laughs> Something no one saw coming. We should have pocketed it. It's kind of funny, too, because, like, you know, a lot of documentaries or mockumentaries, they like touch on that latent homosexuality. That's yeah. never really addressed. Yeah. Whereas we would touch on it and, and make it seem like it's a thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole time the viewer would be like, eh. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. And at the end, like, oh, they fucking did that shit. They like, they that. had a moment on the scene where, like, yeah. Rodney? Yeah, Mick? <laughs> you get to a scene of Riley Reed sitting in her bedroom with headphones on. <laughs> and so she doesn't have to hear these. And Rodney comes out in one of the fucking Mick Schmear, like, <laughs> shitty fucking robes with cigarette holding the dog. <laughs> he went in there, Mick Schmear. He came out there, Mick Schmear. <laughs> in the bedroom, it's always Mick Starlight. Give me that Starlight there, sure. <laughs> Mick, did you order that pizza for me yet? Sorry, right, Riley. That was fucking. <laughs> Extra cheese, right? <laughs> oh, shit. You still like that ham and pineapple? <laughs> That's just good. <laughs> Going to do halfsies. Rodney doesn't like it. Hey, Rodney, why don't you suck my dick and then we'll order a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, shit, fucker! I just, I just bought them for you, goddamn. <laughs> All right, come on over. Turn about is fair play. <laughs> shit, that sounded smart. <laughs> fucking some sense into me. 
<laughs> oh, I, have a feel, I have a feeling like certain, maybe maybe some Schmear fans were like, I don't like this term. <laughs> I expect the email from Matt to be like, I'm not on board with this one. I've liked every Schmear thing up till now. Let's not turn him gay. <laughs> not in the first movie. Well, he's already been, we've already established that Schmear's got a little bit of a streak in him. Yeah. And Rodney's, Rodney Tahoe, it, between the tanning and the, he's very into his own looks. So yeah. there, there's a little bit of a, he's, he's into manscaping Ta- a little Tahoe, bit too much. Tahoe's a guy that, he's fucked dudes, but he doesn't even think of it like that. <laughs> he's fucked everything. Yeah. Like, everything. Yeah. yeah. So to him, it's just like, eh. Yeah, I was in a throwaway one time with uh, this dude named Jack and this other dude named Bill. Tommy Lee Jumps. <laughs> so you just fucked two guys? Yeah, it's still three-way. <laughs> Yeah, that's technically true. You've been telling me you were in three ways for years. You never mentioned once that it was all dudes. <laughs> What's the tell? It's all the same. Tell I got my nut. <laughs> and his and his. There's just one night. It was Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine. And listen, I didn't know they had pierced nipples yet. I know that now because they live together down in Pompano. I've been down there. It's a good time. Good fishing. <laughs> But this was just after they got that surgery. Boy, we just went to fucking one night. There was a lot of cocaine involved, of course. I got my nut. <laughs> Fuck out, man. I got my nut. Brutus Barber pulled out them big old clippers of his, and I was like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Listen, I'll do an anal beat. I ain't going to do fucking clippers. <laughs> Shit. Put some balls in my ass. That's fine. Playing with scissors. I ain't going to fucking scissor play, man. <laughs> Let's end it on scissor play. Yeah, so listen to the intro, then maybe skip around on the podcast. (laughs) W-F-U-C-K! Bam! Holla! No, because I, I told you, I'm not doing this thing where we eat a meal mm-hmm. and I watch you grimace and, and gruff your way through it. Yeah. Even though I think in my mind, a brief part of me thinks, <laughs> a small notion yeah. thinks you're enjoying it, but that you're actually doing the acting on purpose. Um, that you don't like it. Mm, what is it that you do not like about Mediterranean cuisine? They just... They, the flavors are all the same, and they're like, if you're not into this, these uh, exotic spices we've put on this overcooked beef, here's some white shit to dump on top of it. I cannot shake my head any more vociferously. Do you want some pita with that? Or some cold lettuce? <laughs> you're also not wrong. That's the problem <laughs> I'm dealing with. But Halal Guys is great, man. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't like... I don't like the taste of most Middle Eastern and Mediterranean food I've had, but there are exceptions. So it's got to be a spice issue. Probably. Like, there are certain curries I love, and certain curries I'm like, eh, that tastes too much like the kind of curry nobody likes. But What, like, what I kind of a, curry does no one like? Like your traditional Indian red curries. Like, this, those are the ones that people that I know that scoff at Indian food, they're scoffing at curry flavors. Well, they're just elitists in Maybe. the curry game. Then. But I'm always open to try stuff. My buddy Mike in high school took me to um, a place called Cafe Effendi, 
And he was like, you got to try the Ishkandir kebab. He said it will blow your mind how good it is. And he's explaining it to me. I was like, this sounds fucking awful. But his stepdad's buying, and that's what everybody's at the table's ordering. And I'm not going to, like, venture out into fucking, uh, you know, lamb lamb shish kebab, lamb. Like, you just get, get what they're getting. And fucking blew my mind. Hmm. It's insanely good. See, that I, was Turkish food. I, so. want, I want to get you enlightened because what the the thing that you just said that's just so erroneous is that it's all one flavor. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's just nuts. There's so many flavors in Mediterranean cuisine. It all just to me, it's like Cajun food. Like it all kind of comes back to <sighs> like. A Don't double down and make this worse, man. It all comes back to a couple of spices. Like there's cumin in everything. Hope you like cumin. <laughs> If you like cumin and chili powder, you're going to love all this food because we literally kill it in both of those things. Well, there's a place... Oh, there's some allspice There's a place too. near you, right next to the Wing Ranch called Hovan. Yeah, that, I know. If I, if I pulled my car in, if, if, if my daily requirement mm. was to drive to that establishment, that whole strip mall there, yeah. which is not... I say whole. It's like five places. They're all great, though. Have you been in the Batten Ball? Batten Ball is awesome. What is that? Just a bar? Just an Irish pub with really good pub food. I like the Righteous Room, but I've only ever been to the one in the city. The Righteous Room is cool, too. Because they always had the little mini uh, uh, beers. I forget who makes them. But anyways. No, but Hovan, like if I, if I parked my car dead center between Wing Ranch and Hovan, I would face a dilemma. <laughs> Not me. This would be like getting out of my car and seeing a beautiful naked woman and then just a, a fat, big dick dude. Like, no. You're going to pick. Because, you're gonna pick. because you've never sucked off the fat, big dick man yet. <laughs> you don't know how, how... You don't know yourself yet. Yeah. You, you, think, you think that, these, that the good. skinny, big-titted chicken wing yeah. is the go-to every time. Yeah, I laugh at But what you don't understand people. is that sometimes that, that mannish, dick-having, delicious... Mediterranean food that they present to you at Hovan yeah. is, a, is a viable option. They're putting tzatziki sauce in it? If you want it. Yeah. Their sides are amazing, though. You can get, It's eight ninety nine. What you, are the sides? Pita and rice? No, you got baba ganoush. What is that? You got Asian, or Asian, you got Greek salad. What's You've, baba ganoush? It's, uh... Is it potatoes? No, it's it's greens. Ah, shit. Is it olives? No, but it's got a lot, of, a lot of garlic. That's another thing. Like, I like olive oil. I'll put it in everything. I like drag bread through it, but I don't like olives, olives and I never have. I don't like olives. Uh, I saw a movie once, and um, Leah knows this story. I'll eat olives now as an adult mm-hmm. if they're stuffed with jalapenos or good cheese. Yeah, Kristen likes a blue cheese stuffed olive yeah. with them like a dirty martini. Yeah, those are good. But I saw a movie when I was a kid, in the doll room, just to circle back. Because <laughs> it was in the doll room. And it was a movie where, like, these these uh, slugs from outer space... This was a B-movie, for sure. Yeah. But these slugs from outer... Speaking of which, we're watching Wedding Crashers. That's not a B-movie. No, it's not. It's better. But not. these slugs from outer space came down, mm-hmm. and uh, they were, like, they would crawl on people's ears. The slither? No, this, this, this Slither was not even a B-movie. That had A money behind it. Okay. This was, like, made for TV. This is not a production company in Hollywood that made this film. Like a Stephen King movie? All his movies have that made-for-TV funk on them. That's not fair. 
Well, it's because they were all made for TV. Like he most. His, what are you talking about? Are his, we going on a list of Stephen King movies that the popular ones didn't ever really have big theatrical releases? They were like miniseries that got released on TV. What or, are you talking about? The Stand. Pet Cemetery was a major Pet, film well, release. The Green all, Mile was a major film all, release. I'm not saying all, but some of those more popular. The ones. Mist received both TV and major. The Stand is one that comes to mind. Langoliers comes to mind. Yeah, because those were like 8,000 pages long. I know, that's what I'm saying. Those are miniseries. You can't make a movie out of that. Right, right, but those those had that major I just feel TV. like you just kind of shit on Stephen King there for a second. Well, R.L. R. Stein's way better. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Stand By Me is one of the greatest movies ever made. I didn't say all movies. I said he his... There's a I didn't say you said all movies, but you kind of let out a little bit of shade towards Stephen King, and I'm not going to stand for well, it. You know, I'm not going to stand for his, it. His crazy cocaine-addled writing des- deserves a little shitting from time to time, and even he has said as much. Every good writer is addled with cocaine. Is that what I'm missing? Yes. Okay. This is what this pod thing of ours is missing. <laughs> Can you imagine if we were... We already have our uh, plenty of our own problems. <laughs> But if, if we started yeah, so this... What I would do is I would fly myself <laughs> over to over to Europe, and I could be in Europe when I wanted to be, but then I could come back when I wanted to be back, and I would be able... And yes, I would I, I would fuck Tom Hanks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it for free. I don't even know... Who else? Are you, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. I'll fuck Tom Hanks. I, don't I would be the the meat in the Gary Sinise Tom Hanks sandwich. <laughs> you get any more of that blow? <laughs> it would be a lot more safe sex breaks. People, safe sex. People would be like... <laughs> They've taken, like, nine safe sex breaks. <laughs> I don't know what made me think of it and all that bullshit, but I still laugh really hard at the mixed mirror. Anybody got a rotary? <laughs> <laughs> well, I laugh at anything mixed mirror. <laughs> it's just, I, I laugh at it because I'm thinking, like, half the audience doesn't know what the fuck I just said. What were said. we talking about with Stephen King? Nothing. I, we were talking, you were talking about the made-for-TV movie with the slugs in the ears. Oh, yes. The thing that ruined me for olives. Thank you for circling back. Mm-hmm. So, in this terrible film. It's amazing what three days of not drinking will do for your memory. Yeah, well, I don't know that. I don't have that problem. <laughs> so, in the movie, one of the slugs, this man-eating, flesh-eating slugs, mm. burrows himself into a head of iceberg lettuce at a restaurant. Okay. Okay? They just swoop it up. They don't know anything about it. Sure. And they're doing one of those you know, uh, when you go to a fancy restaurant, often they'll do like table service where your food is cooked at the table or your salad is made at the table. Mm. And in this case, the guy's just chopping up the lettuce. Yeah. And the slugs are right inside there. So when he starts to combine everything, it looks like the slug is olives. Uh, so everyone's enjoying their salad with olives. With olives. Slug olives. And everything else, all the other accoutrements. Yeah. And then, like, one by one, each of them starts to, like, bleed out of the nose and choke. Mm. And So you didn't eat olives. I didn't eat olives for 15 years. Yeah, you're talking about table prep made me think. Have you ever done Korean barbecue? Yeah. I loved that. I've only done it once, and it was in L.A. with my brother-in-law. Good place to do it. Well, yeah, and the place we went was insane, and he was he knew that none of us knew what we were doing. And he was like, I got it. <laughs> Just let me order. I'll pay. I got it. I was like, all right, whatever whatever he's doing, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I liked it because they brought out, like, 21 little ramekins with all kinds of weird shit in it. Like, I remember one thing in particular. It looked like just, like, clear, colorless jello. Mm. Like, What's that? Like, you're just looking at 21 things, and you're like, all right, that's probably seaweed. 
this looks like some kind of maybe fish. I don't know. But the other 19, I have no clue. Mm. And nobody else at the table does either, including the people that we're with who have been there frequently. Like, uh, the pink stuff's good. Orange stuff's kind of funky. This stuff's really spicy. And that stuff tastes like dick. You know, it's like, <laughs> all right, well, stay away from the dick one. You know, and I just, you know, testament to me and my willingness to try things. It's like, just, all right, let's go. All right, that's a no. That's, a, that's okay. This is pretty good. And I was like, is this, there's more to it than this, right? Your willingness to try things makes me laugh. And then uh, they brought out the meats. And all oh, the meats. The meats. Those were so good. The good news, the good news for you is that you live, or you work at least close to a number of Korean barbecue places that are equally as good, I would imagine. I haven't ventured. Buford Highway, man. I know, everybody says that about Buford Highway. I actually got a buddy that asked me, like, he asked for recommendations because he saw that I worked close to it. I said, do you have any idea how many shopping centers with, with foreign language signs are on Beaver Highway? Like, you'd have to, you'd have to like kill a week to just go in and be like, all right, yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. It's too much. It's overwhelming. It's too many things to go look. So I just, I don't, I don't go. Last time I went, um, went to a, again, a place where I don't know if it was good or not. It was just on Beaver Highway. Had mm-hmm. a mysterious sign. Can't be bad. Went in there. I think I thought initially. I, I still believe we were in the right place because there was no white people there. <laughs> it was like Sunday at five, and yeah. that was an entire Korean Chinese. Who knows? Who knows? That's the thing about those places on the outside. You're like they could have purses in there, or it could be a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. In this case, it was a restaurant, and we got lucky enough that one of these girls was pretty well, um, you know, Americanized. You could tell this might be her parents' place. Yeah. She spoke really great English, and we were ordering, and I was like, what is that guy eating? Because there was a guy, he looked like, you know those, like, uh, uh, what, what's the word? Propaganda signs from, like, 1960s Korea. Yeah. That's what that guy looked like. <laughs> he had the little hat yeah. and the vest. Yeah. And he was sitting there. Like and I, was, I mean, he it literally yeah. looked like a propaganda sticker. And I was like, he seems to be enjoying his meal. What is he eating? And she was like, oh, those are traditional Korean noodles with beef and yada, yada, yada. I was like, I'll have that. She brought it out, and they brought him a second helping. So I was like, it must be good. Yeah. But I was watching him eat it, and it just turned me off from eating it. <laughs> the, delicious though it was. It was yeah. just like watching this man like take chopsticks and like... <laughs> Yeah. He was like consuming food like at a an rate. It just fe- life. It, it did, <laughs> yes, but it just felt like he's by himself. There's no competitive eating contest. <laughs> yeah. But it felt like watching him, like he was trying to beat a record. <laughs> and it gets back to like when we used to go to that Spice Right barbecue in Lawrenceville, and I told yeah. this story in the pod. Yeah. We used to love going there. It's all you can eat barbecue. I mean, come on. Yeah. I love barbecue. If you tell me, what, how do you make barbecue better? By putting all you can eat in front of it. Ooh, that just sounds like it's dangerous. It's dangerous, but it's fun. It's the only thing that makes barbecue better. Yeah. But when you see a 450-pound man... The only boobies in the movie, by the way, are coming up. Oh, there they are. <laughs> mm. You would do that. <laughs> Especially when they're flopping on a bed. Yeah, that's like the, this whole montage. At some point, you're going to see... Diora Baird, who's actually an actress who's been in a lot, has no like real speaking part in this. But she's just naked on the bed. That's that's her. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, I reckon. Boy. Yeah, I recognize her. She does have a speaking part. She's the one who's like, "Are you totally full of shit?" Or yeah, partially. He gets her name wrong. Yeah, he gets yeah. her name wrong. This 
this movie came to mind because I actually I IMDb'd Owen Wilson today because while I was waiting in the lunch line, I was like, "What's what happened to Owen Wilson? Like, I haven't I haven't re- seen him in anything probably that I can recall since like Midnight in Paris." No, he's been he's been in some works. I know he's been in some other things, but nothing that I've really sought out. And then so I went to IMDb and saw that Wes Anderson has a new movie set to come out in 2020 called The French Courier or yep. something like that that he's in along with all the other Wes Anderson regulars and I'm pretty pumped about that he was in a really good movie with Zach Galifianakis about a Wells Fargo um, coach robbery it's based on a true story he was very good in it like modern day right yeah yeah I've, I saw some or some of that maybe not all of it I can't remember um, what's her name Kristen Wiig's in it too she's yeah. very good it's funny, when I was thinking about him, I started saying wow, like Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 And it occurred to me, if you say wow like Owen Wilson, you just sound like a cell phone vibrating. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. 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 Like, it, it, if you, if you kind of just tone out a bit, it just sounds like you're doing a phone vibration. This movie mouth. was huge. It was huge. This movie inspired my wedding crashers. I just feel like wedding crashing is... I mean, how much fun can really be had? The thing is, is they're at these huge weddings where there's so many people there. Because the, the, the truth about this wedding, about this movie, every wedding I've been to, even the really small ones, if it's 100 people turnout, there's 60 you don't know. And and among that group, they don't know just as many. Like, you know your family, and you recognize a family friend or two from a barbecue, and that's her best friend from college, and you saw her at the dinner last night, so you know who that is. But you're like, I don't know that guy. I don't know that woman. I don't know, who are these black people? <laughs> like, when you're, like, at an all-white wedding, all of a sudden, like, other racial couples walk in, like, who are they? Like, they're not, they're not in the family. Who do they know? Like, and it's not like a... It's not like I'm like questioning like should they be here? Sounds a little sounds a little never, but it stop is, it! It is well we're in, the, we're in the south. Who <laughs> <laughs> are these black people? Sorry, I was stepping into my inner Allen there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> there has not been a black man on Folly Beach. No, but the point since the summer of 1872. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, they are not welcome back. <laughs> Unless they're going to work farming. I was told about a certain thing called Freak Nick that took place in Atlanta, and they were mentioning bringing it to Folly Beach. I would bring my cane down on a Freak Nick. <laughs> my cane with bamboo. <laughs> my bamboo and my white suit. No, but it just occurred to me, like, it would be easy at a large enough wedding, probably, to do what they're doing, because for however many people in the room you don't know, you're that to somebody else, too. Yeah. As long as you have an okay backstory, when someone says, "How do you know? How Which, do you know the bride and groom?" Um, Sidetrack: Alan is uh, they're doing induced labor tomorrow. Mm. So the second Bono Has super he fan. Heard the name suggestions. Oh yeah. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> uh, though they would be better than whatever they're about to do. Yeah. Because you know, the first kid's name. I've heard the second one. Can't remember it, but they all sound very slave owner. Do you know? Thurston. Thurston. Thurston Bono the Fourth. 
and he shall read from you the Bible, which will clearly defend my daddy, slavery. My daddy told me all about the birthplace of secession <laughs> down on Market Street, enjoying <laughs> some frozen fried shrimp. Come on down to the eugenics facility <laughs> here at Folly Beach, where we will tell you just how subordinate the black race should be. Have you ever heard of phrenology? <laughs> Do you see these indentations on old Ben's skull? He served the Bonos for many, many years. But no, he... Now I he, use his head as a coin collector. <laughs> he, uh, he told me, he'll, you know, when the, when the baby comes, he'll have some time to, away from work to, to uh, defend his position <laughs> from a Charleston and Folly Beach standpoint. Oh, okay, yeah. So we will await that... Surely disappointing email. I mean, we're into June now, so it must be popping at Folly Beach. Oh, yeah, that, that brown packed sand has never seen more withered titties in its life. <laughs> old people. Just old. You know, you know foreigners who nipple, don't know any better. Nipple drag marks down <laughs> the beach. The, that's the sad one. Like foreign, like like a young foreign couple who decided to immigrate here from like some part of India, and they're like, "Oh, let's go to the South Carolina. I've got some relatives there." Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we should go to the beach. Americans go to the beach for vacation. Is there one nearby? Oh, look at that. There is Folly <laughs> Beach. I'll bet it's beautiful. Let's go there. We don't know any better. We just got here. Oh no. <laughs> This doesn't look anything like the postcards I've seen on the internet. Welcome to Folly. Would you like a nice warm bowl of she-crab soup to, to accompany your 97-degree day on this packed brown <laughs> sand with its brown butter skies? No need for sunscreen. <laughs> we have gray cascading skies all day. I notice you're a bit brown. <laughs> May I ask your country of origin? <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't remember how we got onto any of that. None. But I th- oh, it was because I was talking about not recognizing people at weddings. So I, I think you could pull it off. I mean, my buddies did for a short while, but that was a relatively small wedding. They went was o- like a family. Only and if they hadn't gone over the top, yeah, they would have. It would have been fine. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. In this movie, they do. They do go over the top. Like. Like, I've been to lots of weddings. I've never seen any guests cut cake with the bride. <laughs> and in this movie, they're, like, cutting it, and, like, Vince Vaughn eats it before the bride or groom yeah. does. So they are going over the top, but they're blending in very well, I suppose. Are you still out of the loop on the news? Uh, to an extent. I, ha- I did see a lot of the uh, Robert Mueller. We didn't have enough evidence to... Not well, he said it wasn't his job to commit. Right. What he basically said was, it's a good chance he committed a crime, but it's not my job to convict. To and if he hadn't, we would have said that he hadn't. That was it. Like, if it was, if there was clear evidence no crime was committed, we would have said there was clear evidence no crime was committed. Indeed. Which was a really, like, wordy, like, come on, asshole, just come out and say it way of saying, like, we're pretty sure there was a crime committed. But it's also a constitutional thing I read that you can't indict or, or convict a sitting president of a crime. So it's like, so what does that mean? If he's not reelected in 2020, then then if the acting attorney general wants to, they could uh, they could subpoena him or whatever the case may be. Then he said that my favorite was he said Trump helped or he said Russia helped me win the election. And then minutes later, he's like they didn't help me win the election. <laughs> 
I mean, he said this. These are yeah. words out of the man's mouth. Yeah. But beyond all that, the stuff I love from the most recent news was that the Department of Energy is now referring to fossil fuels as uh, micro... Or what was it? Uh, organic... Or, damn it. Something freedom. <laughs> Have you heard this? <laughs> no. So it's they're, they're, they're calling fossil fuels... I'm going to find it. Continue to talk about this while I find it. What are your thoughts on her, the one that... that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah, I forget about that connection. She's married to him. That's weird. I think she's lovely. Yeah, I think she's great. But I don't think she's... As far as this film goes, there's no... It's all about Rachel McAdams. It's true. Rachel McAdams... Molecules of freedom. That's what we're calling gas now? That's, no, no. We're calling fossil fuel emissions mm. molecules of freedom this is real this is the department of energy taking trump's lead yeah. and calling fossil fuels which are a decaying dying resource molecules of freedom yeah well they're stupid he's stupid i want to say this again though the people he employs molecules <laughs> of freedom yeah that's it that's all i have to say it's about brilliant it. I mean, why, why get behind a educated Rhodes Scholar for president when you get behind a fucking shyster who's <laughs> been bankrupt before, who struggles with the English language, uh, and comes up with brilliant branding terms like molecules of freedom for fossil fuels? <laughs> why, why on earth would we want to be impressive on the world stage when we can look like fucking buffoons <laughs> to the rest of the civilized world? While pounding our chest, building a wall to keep Mexicans out. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> Rachel McAdams. She's like a she's she she's like a uh, a gecko. Like because of all the hair change, or not a gecko. She's a, whatever lizard changes color. Gecko. Like, gecko. Sure. All right. <laughs> but like, I just you never. I never put two and two together with her because it's like that's the girl from Mean Girls. That's the girl from. The boat movie with Gosling? <laughs> the boat movie. What's the no- like you don't know Notebook. Oh, notebook. I guarantee you cry every time you watch The Notebook. Nah. I've watched it once or twice. I did want one of those white boats after I saw it. Mm. A skiff. I was like, oh, that looks cool. I'd like to have one of those. There's nowhere to take it. It's not it. even a skiff. It's just a rowboat. I believe, I believe with the type of sighting it had, it qualifies as a skiff. I'm not going to get into a nautical argument with you. <laughs> you want to talk about knots? Nah, like I don't. Rope knots or, or measurements of speed? <laughs> How many, dead how dead many, reckoning. How many knots did Frank Dukes, Frank Dukes's kick measure out at? There's there's a trivia question. You you've heard the term dead reckoning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do you know what that means? I know what dead ringer means. Uh, is that applied to this? I have no idea. It's, it's a roundabout way of saying it's just, no. It's determining distance from a, a deduced point. Mm. Dead. Not D-E-A-D, which is the common, like you see games called Dead Reckoning. Yeah. It was it was determining from a deduced circumstance, so Dead Reckoning. It was a, a means of travel. Not like a Frank Duke's kick, where you get confused right. by speed. And time. And time. <laughs> and, and, and I they, knocked him out in 72 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> what? <laughs> the thing that I kept re-listening to just because it, it made me laugh at my at my own self was I smell hair I smell hair <laughs> well, she, folks go watch these videos of Frank Dukes the guy smells hair a lot <laughs> a lot break the bottom break you know the thing about Rachel McAdams 
It's the eyes. She has a lovely smile, too. Yeah. But it's those eyes. Those kind of lazy, like, I don't, I'm not trying to be crude here, mm. but it's kind of like those the, the droop in the eye and the way that you, man, this is going to sound so <laughs> fucked up, but the, the way you... Are you a blowjob? Yeah. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, she's looking up at you with yeah. those eyes, and, like, the eyes alone. I mean, of course, the sensation... like Big Pussy the, would. the sensation of the tongue and the mouth on your dick would feel incredible. But, like, the eyes... Sometimes the eyes could, are what... I could spot perfect blowjob eyes. Yeah, perfect blowjob eyes. And she, she's she got them. And she could be... Ter- that's the thing. Yeah. A good pair of eyes like that, she might not blow well, but it wouldn't matter. Because if you look down, you'd be... Ha! Like, that would be the end of it, just yeah. on the eyes alone. She has yeah. the... I hope Leah doesn't listen to this one. Well, it's important, regardless of eyes or skill. I think I think we could probably agree that the most important thing is enthusiasm. I'm letting that ruminate because I'm not sure that matters. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it helps. Yeah. It, like, uh, you know, if... Um, I'm just saying, if you're I, on the I've called it, end... And it, I've it, called it writing a symphony. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the person, and in this case, only my wife, <laughs> is into it... Maybe Rachel McAdams. She, she, and sometimes Rachel McAdams. <laughs> when she's into it, she, she writes a symphony. She's engaged. Mm-hmm. She's trying different moves I can tell when it's like hey can I have a blowjob and she's like sure and it's just it's, like, oh, it's just like it's you know, all business bah, 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 yeah it's just yeah. business as usual and I don't complain because what guy does but yeah. I can also tell the difference yeah, only an asshole would be like that was a bad blowjob yeah, because there isn't one <laughs> there's not one yeah I mean there probably is I imagine a painful one with teeth like someone who has no idea what they're doing yeah. and like I remember in high school a guy told me he went out with this girl who was literally blowing on it <laughs> Because she thought she was, she had never done Still it. Still good. So yeah, so her thing. Funny part of girl that would, mouth on your penis. That would have been a pretty funny part of the story. Like, Wait a minute, what happened? Well, she kind of like jerked it for a minute, and then she started blowing on it because she thought blowjob, and everybody's like, ha oh, ha ha, they're laughing. And he was like, No, I came, but I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> Say, like even even like if even if you're doing you know twenty to life and you get one in jail, it's not gonna be bad. From a dude? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. In the dark, lights out. Lights out. Oh God, that. You know, you've been there for a while, so you know where the you know how to move cigarettes, and that's and somebody's like, I don't have any money. It's like, all right, well. I've got a pack of Pall Malls. I'm not going anywhere. Yep. So. Suck this dick. This hasn't happened in a while from anyone. <laughs> Certain point amounts to mouth. So. I think I think at that point you call it a Richie April. It becomes a Richie April, <laughs> a prison blowjob. That's what I call him, a Richie April. Why is that? Because that's you know, when Richie gets out of jail in The Sopranos, mm. the boys pay for the, some of the Bada Bing girls to blow him, but he has to have it with all the lights out. Oh yeah. And it's clear that he's not thinking about some big titty stripper blowing him. Right. He's back in prison having some fucking fish. Wasn't Some he the fucking prag blowing. Wasn't he the one that had to have a gun held to his head yeah. and stuff like Janice, that? Yeah, Janice, yeah. yeah. So, you know, everything for him was like, it was all about control. It's not yeah. about, it wasn't about like how good the blowjob was or how good the sex might be. It was all about, I'm going to put a fucking gun to your head while I fuck you. Mm. Or I need the lights out when you blow me because I have to imagine some fucking prag, some little prick yeah. blowing me. Yeah. It's kind of got deep there for a second. <laughs> but nonetheless. Really analyzed it. Let's yeah. talk about awesome. <laughs> Speaking of blowjobs, safe sex, I have to pee. Mm. All right, we're back. The uh, Muslim food is on the way. It's not. (laughs) It's it's just ridiculous. (laughs) 
I hope you like it. If you don't, fuck off. I don't really care either way. I'm going to try it. I will try anything. What'd you get? I get the chicken gyro thing. Mm. Chicken. They don't call it a gyro. They call it a chicken sandwich. I will try anything. I will. I will put anything in my mouth, short of like monkey penis or something <laughs> really weird like that. You haven't had a good monkey penis, though. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not. If somebody said like, "Oh no, listen, there's a Bosnian barbecued monkey dick that will blow your mind," I'm like, all right, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take. I'll take a bite. In fact, I was. I don't. This is one of those like late night. I had a thought, which just turned into a Google deep dive, but. It all sparked from why don't why is it uncouth to eat horse meat? Mm. Like you know, I think that there's three regions: China, most of Europe, and the U.S. Like horse is nobody does horse, and then Europe and the U.S. and then some other Westernized cultures like dogs and cats are out, but China they're they're kind of like eh, maybe. Mm. But I just occurred to me as like horse, you know what's What's the difference? Like, I know that, like, Hindus don't eat cows because they're sacred. And we don't eat dogs and cats because they're pets. And horses are pets, too, to a degree. But there's also wild horses. It's like, is horse meat a thing? Do people eat horse? It turns out horse uh, tartar is a Canadian delicacy. Yes, it is. And I, I was... And it I was, looks really good. I was letting you kind of get to your end game there. Because I just yeah. watched uh, Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel about this. And I love the horse races. I always have. But uh, upwards of 2,000 horses die per year on American tracks mm-hmm. from breaking down, shattering bones. Because here in America, we, we pump them full of drugs. <clears throat> right. Uh, they don't do that like that in Europe. So you don't want that horse meat? No, I personally don't. Um, <laughs> but so when the, their whole thing was not only do they die on the tracks, but if they underperform, uh, they went undercover, of course. There was a man called Mike the Meat Man would show up at these high-dollar horse farms. If a horse was underperforming, he was placed onto a truck, mm. taken to an auction. From the auction, the, they, it wasn't like they were being auctioned to provide little Susie Sally with her 15-year-old <laughs> quinceanera party. Uh, a nice new... Weird thir- name for a Hispanic uh, sorry. Girl, but... Yeah, I went a lot of different <laughs> ways with that one. But... Hey, Susie Sally! <laughs> what do you want for your quinceanera? I would like a horsey. Oh, Susie Sally would love a horse. <laughs> I'm sorry, you? okay? I was I was trying oh, to make a layer. Oh, Susie Sally, Susie Sally. Susie Sally. Why do we name her that? That's not a, you know, well, your mother was Susie. Okay, Serena. Selena Quinceanera wanted a horse, okay? Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. <laughs> Anyways, so they're they're auctioned off, and they end up going to either two locations, Canada mm-hmm. or Mexico, yeah, where they're turned into horse meat. And of course, in the show, they show these awful. I mean, it's awful only in context, but a slaughterhouse where yeah. these thoroughbred, beautiful horses are just hung up from their heels and cut from from scrotum to neck and bled out. And you see, it's it's awful through the eyes of America, where we don't eat horse, mm. but like. Like just look at it objectively. Stand a horse next to a cow. It's like they're both big, lumbering mammals. We 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 fucking factory farm this one and eat the shit out of mm-hmm. it. This one, it's sad because it's pretty <laughs> and it runs fast. But you could ride a cow. No, I mean you you really couldn't. Not no, not. You'd over. have a cow pull your wagon. Not a cow. 
About not a cow. But maybe a some, mule, yeah. an oxen, a Anyways, horse, beast of burden. The deep dive eventually falls like, well, now I want to see what it looks like. And it just looks like really dark red meat. And it's supposedly delicious, kind of gamey, but very similar to beef. I saw horse burgers. They looked really good. And it's because any piece of beef or or meat that's been turned into a yeah. burger looks good. Well, I saw a horse steak. It looked very good. It looked really dark. It was cooked medium rare, but because the meat itself is dark red compared to the cow, I was like, you know what? Somebody, you know, for five-star chef at a fancy French-Canadian restaurant prepared for me a horse steak, I'd try it. I'm not above it. It'd be tough for me. <laughs> I'm just being honest. It'd be tough for me because I, I love riding. I love horses. Uh, you know... I don't know. It would, it would be it would be a tough bite. No, I'd I would try it. Yeah. You know, because contrary to what you're saying, I actually do like to try new things. Like tonight's mm. your first night having, in your words, Muslim food. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've you're had, taking an entire region <laughs> of the world. I've had euros before. I've the, just I've never I've never had one and gone. I want another one of those. <laughs> well, you you probably won't tonight. But like the Turkish restaurant. What I was talking about before, the Ishkinder kebab was a slow-cooked lamb in mm. Turkish seasonings, and but so it's an oval. It's one of those oval-shaped plates, you know, uh, and the whole plate is just covered with like cubed pita. Like they like kind of cut it into squares and they just mound it. Right. Like kill it with olive oil, and then they mound just razor-thin shaved lamb meat on top of that. And then they drizzle this Turkish tomato sauce on top of all of that. And they put this big glob of this really awful sour yogurt shit that you would never eat by itself. But in the right proportion, like you get some sauce, meat, and bread, and just a quick drag through that creamy, bitter yogurt shit. It's the perfect balance of flavor. You know, one person we should talk to about this, because one, I think he, I know he's a foodie, mm. is M&P. Because mm. he's got that one, it feels like he follows some kind of Chinese Instagram, or it might be his own. Yeah. See pictures of food. Yeah. But, like, Perth, Australia has to be, like, perfectly located. Yeah. To have the Asian, like, the Southeast Asian cuisine, mm. Japanese cuisine. Yeah. You've got the Islander cuisine. you got Australia's own cuisine, which I don't know if that is. Probably, like, whatever a modem Joe likes to eat. <laughs> but Scorpions, scorpions on, a on a toothpick and yeah. shit like that. But, like, this perfect, like, come together yeah. of culture and seafood, which is, like... Seafood's great. Me, me and Leah talked about it. Could we be pescatarian? Mm. And I was like, I think I could. Because, I mean, I like red meat, yeah. but I don't eat a lot of it. I just enjoy it yeah. sometimes. But, like, if you put if you put a good piece of fish in front of me, yeah, it's great. If I could. I, fish tacos, fish stews, fish on every... I, I, could, I could do it. I don't love shrimp, but I love scallops. I love clams. I love oysters. Yeah. I like... There's not a seafood I don't like. Really? I like it all. Cal, we've talked about I calamari. I love calamari. Yeah. I'll eat squid. I've eaten raw octopus. I love that stuff. You could put anything from the ocean in front of me, and I'll try it. If it's at a Japanese place in raw, I'll try it. <laughs> I don't care. I, yeah. There's nothing bad from the ocean. I love shellfish. I like crab legs. The only uh, here's here's the only thing I don't like that's common in a seafood restaurant. I don't like I don't like crab cakes. Huh. 
And next in line behind a, eh, I'll pass, is just pretty much any kind of salmon. But I've been told it's because I haven't had good salmon. I don't like cooked salmon. Oh, yeah, I wish you'd add, I like salmon at a sushi restaurant. Yes. I don't like cooked salmon. I will not, like, this is not a, I'm not trying to take some kind of, like, hippy-dippy stand on it, but I don't order tuna sushi, one, because we're overfishing that fish. Okay. Like crazy. Okay. So I won't contribute to it, even though that me not ordering it is not saving any tunas anywhere. Yeah. But I also don't really love the texture of it. I like Whereas, a seared tuna, like an Asian salad. That, that's different. Yeah. That's different. But like salmon nigiri, mm-hmm. there, there's, yeah. it's like buttery. I like mackerel nigiri. It's very too fishy. Salty, but yeah, way, it. way love too it. fishy for me. Love it, love it, love it. I can see why you do. I'm not arguing. I just, it's not for me. Like I. I love the subtlety of a good piece of salmon. I don't think I've tried sea urchin yet. That's what it's I'm going to give a pretty shot. Pretty good because you get you. Th- it almost looks like a uh, loogie. Yeah, but it's like orange. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good though. I might have had. I'm but that's one of those things you catch on market price, so yeah. you have to like be careful about it. It's one of those. Well, it's one of those things too where I may have had it and just don't remember. Because yeah. I mean, when we used to live near Harry's in in the Ponzi Highlands, mm-hmm. we'd go there pretty often and tear it up with the sushi. But there's not a seafood I won't try if I haven't had it before. I love seafood. So and somebody like curveball. But do you think you could take your love of seafood and just like apply it with some kind of strictness? Could you be a pescatarian? The only thing that would keep me from being a true pescatarian is the home meals. The because you can't like when we're like short on cash and we got to just go to the grocery store and get some stuff to survive for the week. That's when like the deli meat makes the appearance and you're doing like turkey sandwiches and frozen pizzas and shit like that. Turn a salad, man. Yeah, but you got to make it again. And I'm talking, I'm talking about things that making it. I'm talking about mayonnaise relish done. Yeah, you're done. There's no making. Speaking of that, I had egg salad the other day and it was really, you told me that. And I was surprised one that you liked egg salad. I do. I really like... My mom used to make it when I was a kid, and I liked it back then. This particular egg salad was good, and I asked them to add bacon to it. I was like, how can you go wrong? I asked the waitress, I said, has anybody ever had add bacon to your egg salad sandwich? And she said, no, but now that you say that, that's the only way I'm ever going to order it again. <laughs> oh, boy. She was fishing for the tip. Yeah. Wow. She probably thought in her mind, you fat piece of shit. But I just... It's egg salad arugula on toast. And I was like... Bacon can't hurt. A little texture can't hurt. Bacon's not going to hurt. No one's ever had bacon and egg salad and gone, oh, get this shit out of my mouth. (laughs) It's kind of true because you think a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich for breakfast is good. Yeah. What's the difference between uh, egg salad? Because I'm a big fan myself. That was something much like yourself my mom would make, and it was like comfort food 101. That's good. You can make a big old thing of it, and you got like sandwiches for the week. The thing, the... Here, the thing for me in seafood, there's a pretty good seafood place in the middle of the Avalon. I can't think of the name of it right now, but I love whenever we go there because I love fried shrimp. Mm. I like blackened shrimp. I like fried shrimp. I'll do grilled shrimp, but to me, if you're going to get grilled shrimp, you may as well get blackened yeah. shrimp. But they have really good fried shrimp, and it occurred to me when I was sort of said to a buddy once that I could go pescatarian. He's like, what about hot wings? <laughs> I said, that's easy, man. Fucking buffalo shrimp. You never had a buffalo shrimp? Really? Have you ever had a buffalo shrimp? I don't love shrimp, so no. I forget where, but there's a restaurant. Oh, it's uh, it's a place down in Panama City. I think it's called Shuckums. It's an oyster place, but they have buffalo shrimp on the appetizer. This place, is it called Brine? Yeah. Brine. It's good. 
it's you know it's not gonna blow you away or anything, but it's good. It's got four stars. I th- I want to say it's Shuckums. They have a fried a buffalo fried shrimp appetizer, and their buffalo sauce is exactly what you want in a buffalo sauce. And they do a really good fry on the shrimp. They're not huge. They're not small. They're not popcorn shrimp, but they're not jumbo either. It's like that'd be so easy. I have I have no qualms about switching to buffalo shrimp instead of buffalo chicken wings forever. Mm. The only real time I would have trouble as a pescatarian is pizza. Because mm. there's no fish on pizza. I have had good pizza with fish, but it would require you to be outside your comfort zone, which you would not do. What kind of, what are we talking? You're, it's, they take the pizza with a white sauce, mm. and you bake it just like that with red onion and capers on it. Not right? a caper fan, but. I love capers. You bring it out. It's like salty peas. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> you bring it out of the oven once the pizza is done, and then you take fresh salmon and put it over the top and let the heat, the kind of like heat. W- raw from, salmon? No. Oh, okay. You take just like a good piece of, like a, like a, what's it, what do you call it on a Jewish bagel? Lox. Yeah, so smoked salmon. Smoked salmon. I'm not a fan of that. I love it. And you put that over the top of the hot pizza so it doesn't technically cook in the oven. Real men schmear. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very good combination of red onion caper, white sauce, and, and, and smoked salmon like on a, a pizza. It sounds like a lox pizza. It is, but it's like if you were a pescatarian and you had no option, for, but you still yeah. wanted the crisp of a, a pizza crust... It just occurred to me I could do it. It wouldn't. I'd still always want pepperoni, but I could do anchovies. And here's I another thing anchovies. for you to think about: they do like a mellow mushroom pizza. They do a shrimp, uh, the Bayou Blue, mm. which is a shrimp pizza. I could do their jerk pizza with chicken and sub shrimp. Sub shrimp. I could do that, but that still has pepperoni on it. No, it doesn't. No, they would, you would have to ask them to take off the bacon and the chicken. Can we leave bacon in? Because bacon goes so well with all the seafood. I'm just saying, it was a, I'm asking you for a commitment to pescatarian cuisine. Could you do it? Maybe we could fashion a seafood bacon. A seafood bacon? Like, they make bacon from turkey, and that couldn't be further away from a fucking pig. I don't think you're going to find any seafood equivalent of bacon. I could be wrong. <laughs> do you like anchovies? Fuck no. I love anchovies. I like all things salty, too, but fuck an anchovy. That shit is gross. You're giving me shit for not wanting to eat cumin sandwiches over here, but you don't like anchovies. Are you fucking drawing an equivalent line between a Cuban sandwich and an anchovy? Not Cuban sandwich. Cumin. I was making cumin and chili powder jokes earlier. Who eats a cumin sandwich? That's weird. (laughs) I was talking about the flavor profiles that I'm not crazy about with... You're talking about a spice. I know. It's not, not the same. All I'm saying is you can't give me shit for not liking things when I've clearly just outlined several things that I eat, and you're like, no, I'm not doing it. Well, because they're gross as shit. <laughs> I could say the same about a lot of what you like. What do I like that's gross as shit? Well, maybe this Muslim sandwich. I don't know yet. Jesus. <laughs> it's halal. <laughs> halal. Halal. <laughs> Five dollar make you halal. <laughs> Five dollar make you hello. <laughs> I don't know. No, but uh, the porter, I doubt they do it anymore, but the first thing I ever got on the menu was their Caesar salad. It was like whole piece, like that long romaine. I forget what they call that. That's bullshit. When they do the, the one piece of romaine it was, salad. It was three, 
There's three pieces with their house Caesar dressing, um, a raw quail egg, I think, and ancho- anchovies and croutons. And, Just Jesus. And the whole point, of course, you know, you got to do the work because it was grilled. The set, like they actually grilled the leaves before they brought it out to you. You have to do the work of cutting and mixing and salading it, but it was awesome. Not a ton of anchovies. We're talking like if that salad was 12 bites and you're done, there's maybe four anchovies. Well, let, me, let me preface. I don't dislike... I, I just don't want to... I don't want to see an anchovy. I'm no. aware that there's anchovies in almost every single Caesar dressing. The appearance of things doesn't bother me. I'm a... I'm a they're just a gross trash fish. There's a spice... That, there's spices that bug me and there's textures that bug me, but like when I was first dating Kristen and she brought me a plate of baby crabs to eat, just mm. raw baby crabs, like, yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. They were delicious, weren't they? They were good. It was like popcorn. Um, what I was going to say on the seafood thing, and then we can switch topics to something more topical, like <laughs> you know, Trump or you know gay marriage or whatever's in the news. I don't know. Are they taking that away yet? <laughs> I know they're taking away women's rights. I have a feeling once they do that, they'll take away, like, they'll, All just, rights. they'll annul lots of same-sex uh, marriages. One of my favorite sort of, it's not cheap either, but one of my favorite sort of, like, what I would kind of classify as what will one day be my granddad, like, midday snack, is Tonino tuna belly. Mm. You ever seen that? Oh, yeah. It's like six, It's like $16 for a can. It's like the size of a... Slightly bigger than, like, a, a sardine can. Mm-hmm. But it's so... I just get the natural one, just tuna belly and olive oil. Nothing no, nothing, nothing added to it, no flavorings. That on, like, a good cracker, and sometimes even with a little bit of white cheese. Ew. So good. White cheese? Come on, man. Like a good fish white, and cheese? A good white cheese. Oh, says the fucking chick, the, che- the fucking fish sandwich from McDonald's. That guy. doesn't count, man. <laughs> If you get it from McDonald's, it all rules are off. Counts. No, it doesn't. That's yellow fucking fake yeah, and cheese. it's not even fish. I'm talking, I'm talking about a real good quality white cheese. No, at least with me, I'm buying something that's four dollars. You're over here trying to combine high dollar wonderful fish. Yeah, I trash it up a little with bit. With white, yeah, with white cheddar. Jesus. Not white cheddar. I do. I do more of an exotic cheese, maybe a Monterey. You're not helping. Maybe a. It doesn't matter how high you go up in the cheese food I really food like chain here. Manchego, little Spanish Manchego cheese this and the a second, belly. I think this is the second episode we've talked about your Manchego cheese. I love Manchego cheese. Yeah, it sounds a little fucking Mandingo-ish to me. Have you ever had Manchego cheese? I don't think so. It's sheep's milk cheese. It's fucking awesome. Is it crumbly? Yeah, I don't do soft cheeses. I don't fuck with brie. Brie tastes like puke. I don't like brie either. That's not what we're talking about here. No, I'm just saying, like, when we go to a restaurant that has, like, a cheese platter, the first thing I ask is, like, how many of these are blue and how many of them are soft? Because if the answer is all of them, I don't want it. The funny thing about that is that uh, Jeff and Emily are, like, big charcuterie fans. Plates. Yeah. Like, if there's a charcuterie plate, they're going to get it. Mm. So, but they do that at home. Mm. Like, if we're going to have dinner one night, like, dinner is going to be... Uh, you know, bourbon chicken, dirty rice, asparagus, carrot. I'll lay it out, right? Mm. And like, All right, we got the cooter plate. I'm like, the cooter plate? <laughs> this has been going on for a long time, so yeah. I'm used to it now. Yeah. That, to the point where I call it a cooter plate. Mm. But I was like, cooter plate. So we're, we're having a... The mustard seeds and the pickled vegetables and It everything. just varies. Yeah. So now, like, their cooter boards, as they call them, 
they're, they vary, you know, they might have different things. It sounds like they're eating a lot of cured meat. It's not always cured meats, but it is heavy. Yeah, it's cured But meat now, meat. like, Jeff has this concept, and I can't, I can't fault him. Okay. Of a place where it's just cooter boards. Different cooter boards. Only charcuterie? Yeah, but not in the sense that, like, you think it is. Like, the cooter board could have, rather than just having, like, your, your classic coot mm. would have, like, you know, your prosciutto, your pep, your ham, your pickles, your mustards. Are they not doing any exotic olives. meats? Because, like... I'm, let okay. me finish. That's your standard coot yeah. board is, like, Italian yeah, meats. Introductory. Right. Your hams, your yeah. capicolas, all that stuff. Whereas what we're thinking about when we talk about our coot boards is, like... You could, you, you could have your California cooter, right? Which is like smoked, smoked. <laughs> Can we please open a restaurant and just call it cooters? California cooters? No, just cooters. Just cooters is fine, yeah, for <laughs> sure. But like your Cal- your California cooter mm-hmm. would be like you know a lot of smoked fish mm-hmm. and uh, fresh veg. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's in- endless possibilities. You could have your redneck cooter, <clears throat> which is just like a chopped up slim jim, or a piece of like it's an Oscar Mayer hot dog. Yeah. Maybe. Or Kroger brand. So that would be... So I hadn't it. talked to him about this, but that's your kid's menu cooter. <laughs> the kid cooter. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I'll cut it out, but I'm not going to cut Don't it Don't cut out. that out. The kid cooter would have, like, cut up hot dog, macaroni and cheese, and, like, a sliced apple. That's the kid cooter. <laughs> right? Comes out on the charcuterie board. Yeah. And that's a shit you would feed your kid at home. Mm-hmm. Now we're charging you eleven ninety nine for it. My question was... That I, I, we hadn't discussed that one before, but that I, while it sounds offensive, <laughs> it's actually a fucking genius idea. If you had a coot, the cooter board restaurant, or yeah. what, what we're going to call it? Cooters. Cooters. That's a really, like, the children's menu cooter. And what we do... A kid coot. This is Jeff's idea, so obviously we'll give him the majority of the ownership sure. rights. But what we do <laughs> is we just open locations next to every Hooters. <laughs> Hooters and cooters. <laughs> like if you're tired of all that gross American fried food, pop on next door to cooters. <laughs> we'll serve you some shit that might look like a vagina. <laughs> Depending on how you fold the meat. <laughs> Who wants that roast beef platter? <laughs> now what I was asking was when they're doing this at home, are they doing exotic cured meats? Because like when Kristen worked at Leon's, they, they actually did their own meat curing, sausage making head cheese making, uh, blood sausage making, etc. So, like, when you got charcuterie at Leon's back in the day, it's like, this is a cer- this is a spicy capicola, this is, a, you know, akin to a kielbasa, and this is made with, like, blood and organ meat. Yeah. And this is particularly weird, and, like, the, it would all taste good, but every once in a while you'd see one and we're like, ooh, that's black. I don't know if I want to eat that. That's, that's, so that's a lot of blood. is your question... Are they doing, when they're doing these at your place, are they doing exotic meats or are they just arranging Italian meats? Ask or? yourself that question. No, they're no. not doing any exotic. I had mentioned blood or head sauce or what do you call it? Head, uh, cheese. head cheese. And then they had no idea what that was. Hmm. They're just going to Kroger and finding salami slices, pepperoni slices, cut a little bit of ham, hmm. some of those gherkin pickles, It's all mustards. about presentation for them, not necessarily. Nuts are a big part of their. variety. Uh, the nuts are a big part of their cooter boards. Are they doing any toast points? No, that's no there's no... I don't even see any bread being... Uh, crackers sometimes. Yeah. But their cooter boards vary, but it's not fancy shit. Okay. But he has a dream. 
Yeah. Because that's like a meal for them starts with the cooter board. So maybe Jeff's nickname needs to be Cold Cuts. Maybe. <laughs> he could be Cold Cuts Big. What's up? Hang on a second. We're still recording. I just got a text. Um, I had to leave the thing on for the halal delivery guy. Hello. Don't do that when he walks in. (laughs) (laughs) What if it's? I'm telling you. What if I? My sincere hope is it's the guy from Marco's. Oh, do they mess it up? (laughs) He brings Marco's pizza. (laughs) This was supposed to have extra white and hot sauce on it. Oh, do they mess it up? I'll take it back. You take it back? No. No, that's fine. We have sriracha here. (laughs) I think the idea of an all charcuterie board restaurant works. Me personally, I wouldn't go there. I mean, I would to support our business, but, like, whenever Kristen and I go out to, like, fancy dinners, if we go to uh, Empire State South or Kimball House or any of the places that have a cheese and charcuterie option, she's always pushing hard for the charcuterie, and I'm like, eh, I just, I'm good on sausages and mustard seeds. Like, I'd rather I'd rather get some hard cheeses or an appetizer. I think what I love it's about the charcuterie go-to. board, the coot, it and it's kind of and me and Leah have done this. I, I like the idea of family style dining, not in the sense of like when you go to a Po Folks or like one of these restaurants where they bring out like it's just folks. Maggiano's, kind of excuse me, Maggiano's, where it's family style dining. Yeah, I don't like that so much. It's like when you watch a television program with like Anthony or Andrew Zimmern, where like he's in Ethiopia mm-hmm. and the dish comes out like you said, oval, just a gigantic dish. Yeah, right with stacks of lamb meat. Mm-hmm rice and garbanzo beans and peppers yeah. and onions and then they bring out a big bowl of bread. You're just making sure everyone's and, not using the ass wipe hand. Right. So they take their right hand <laughs> and they, I, I like the idea of that kind of communal eating. Yeah. Which I think kind of lends to the... Alright, so you like the idea we got cut off by a phone call. Just communal eating, man. I like the I'm idea of like a yeah. big a big ass bowl. But with the people in your party, right? Like I wouldn't want to go to a restaurant where I'm sitting at like a Benny Hanna yeah, table no. and we're digging into the same bowl as like a kid with a hair lip sitting across from me or something. <laughs> well you had to go hair lip. Which is actually <laughs> it's actually relative because I, I, I can't eat with a kid with a hair lip across I can't from me. The same room I can't even be in the same room as someone with a hair it reminds me of that, of that family guy. Was, We're best friends! I was in a restaurant the other day, <laughs> and I ordered the cup of soup, and I looked over, and there was this little boy with a hair lip, and he was eating the same soup, and I was like, ew. <laughs> and even though I can never go back there ever again, even though I know that the odds of me getting that same spoon that he had are not very good, I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I can't blame you for that. But no, of course, it would be like... Family this style is for your family. For your, fam- for yeah. your party. This would not be like you going to a Benihana and, well, and there's three quarters of a table that you don't know. So, I mean, macaroni and cheese is not a charcuterie. It is for the for the little kid coot. And I've never seen fish on a charcuterie board, so it sounds like we're playing fast and loose with the what goes on the board rules. So could we... But that's, that's the point. If it's a West Coast coot, mm-hmm. you could do a smoked... Grouper, smoked salmon, and have that a, on the table. Could we do a buffalo New York coot and have a bunch of different buffalo sauced meats on the board? Yeah. yeah. This is a no limitation coot restaurant. We could do a, could we do an Idaho coot that's just all potatoes? All potatoes, yeah. Can we do a... You can keep going and I'm going to keep saying yes because when me and Jeff have had these conversations, it's limitless. Right. The point is, you're going, the coot is the meal. 
Right. So if you want the Cajun coot, mm-hmm. which is going to be a bunch of andouille sausage, yeah. cheese, some shrimp, a couple green vegetables just to kind of fact, accommodate when we, the meal. When we order this one, we actually have a bag of hot garbage that we have a fan blowing behind so you can really smell Bourbon Street <laughs> while you're eating it. Hey, Brent. Hey, Brent. All right, we ate. It was pretty good. Give us the rundown. I told you everything was good about it. I'm just not going to do that hot sauce again because I feel like hell is forming inside my body. I just feel like uh, a winner. Bloodsport was good, and now yeah. you're feeling me out on halal food. Yeah. The halal guys, very, very good. Chicken, I mean, you're going to be tough-pressed to find a better chicken around here than what good. they just served It looked you. like it was dark meat, too. That's just, it's chicken thighs. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's very, very good. Halal guys know what they're doing. And I, what I love about them, and what I've always preached if I ever owned a restaurant, keep it fucking simple. They're not providing you... It's not like you're going to the Cheesecake Factory right. where you're going to have 9,000 options. They're like, here's what this is. Yeah. You can do a falafel sandwich, a chicken sandwich, a beef sandwich, or a combination. Mm-hmm. Or you do the, the combo plate, which comes with rice, a salad, pita bread, and your choice of protein. It's the exact same thing that's in the Euro. They've just added rice. Yeah, but it's really good. Yeah. Saffron rice, and it's just... I'll do that next time. Eating with, with a mustache that's long like mine, mm. eating food on a fork or, like, chicken nuggets, anything that's, you know, ten, like, golf ball size and smaller is much <laughs> easier to eat than, like, a giant fucking gyro that's been mounted with lettuce and tomato. It was good, but it's it's impossible to eat. Let's ask a topical question. So we're over here watching Wedding Crashers, and this is... I'm glad you're saying this, because I had a Wedding Crashers topical question to ask you. This, this is a scene where she's tied up Vince Vaughn, the crazy girl. Yeah. And this is 100% a body double. For sure. She's but nonetheless... Because you see some titty in a second, and, there's, and it's not hers. I don't know. But have you ever... Has that been a thing for you, to be tied up? No. So you've never done it? Hmm... I don't think so. I could never do it. I'm I won't claustrophobic. Ru- I won't rule it out and say hard no, but I don't think so. No. Couldn't do it. <clears throat> if anything... Blindfolding is one thing. I was going to say, if anything, maybe blindfolded, maybe like hands only just for like like a, like, like a beach session, maybe, but I don't think so. Hands I don't think only. so. I just want to be tied up. I don't either. I'm not into it. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'll tie somebody up. You want me to tie you up? I'll tie you up. <laughs> So in the inverse, you're okay with. Yeah, I'll hog tie the shit out of you. No, what I was going to ask before, when before we it was like right before we took a break, and Owen Wilson had a handful of uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman's tits. Mm. What are your thoughts on her? Uh, I think you're talking about Jamie. What's her name? Dr. Quinn Medicine. Yeah, it's Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. I think she's <laughs> hot as shit. Yeah. I would have motorboated the shit out of them titties. Mm-hmm. I would have done shit anally, which you know I'm not a big fan of. <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna break the fourth wall, as they say, yeah. for, for Dr. Quinn Medicine yeah, Woman. No doubt. Who else is on that list? Elizabeth Shue's got to be on that oh, list. Oh, boy. Elizabeth Shue's asshole would be in some real trouble. <laughs> um <laughs> My tongue's going in. <laughs> I watched Cocktail the other day, and the whole time I'm like, oh, young Elizabeth. You're lucky I wasn't born 20 years earlier. I would have tracked your ass down and gotten in that butthole so hard. Uh, <clears throat> All right, so. <clears throat> Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, Elizabeth Shue. They couldn't be more different. Shakira. Really? That's yeah. a lot of ass. I would have trouble finding the asshole, but once I got there, I would play with it. 
Um, hmm. I thought of a stand-up joke, like if I was in like the stand-up comedy scene and you're tra- sort of trading jokes with people in your circle, a Drake that, a joke that could be delivered well by like the right uh, black comedian about because they like I've seen like a Kevin Hart stand-up and other like popular black comedians right now. There's sort of a you know, do you eat the booty? There's jokes around that shit. Sure. And I thought a good joke that would come that would sound better coming from a black comedian would be. That they would only eat like a skinny girl's ass, because you know she don't eat a lot. <laughs> like a big girl, I ain't gonna eat a big girl's ass because you, you don't know. Because you don't know what the hell she's. But she skinny. had Popeyes for breakfast. But if you're dealing like a skinny white bitch, you you eat that ass all day. That's interesting. <laughs> Did you hear? This is uh, we talked about this. I couldn't do it at the card table on Friday. The uh, there's this is a real news story. Mm. Some guy, some young kid, mid twenties, gets pulled over in his truck. He has one of those bumper stickers, which I've showed you in a video. It just says "I eat ass." <laughs> so that's all it says. "I yeah. eat ass." He gets yeah. pulled over by the police officer. He wasn't speeding. He got pulled over specifically for that bumper spe- bumper sticker. To get high fived. Should have been. <laughs> he ends up getting arrested. <laughs> and the, and because the, he said, "No, I won't take it off." Freedom of speech. Yeah. And they go, "Well, I can arrest you." And he's like, "Well, then arrest me." And the guy does. Takes him to jail and everything. And that. now he's suing that particular police department for freedom of speech and all kinds of other stuff with the ACLU on his side, <laughs> saying, like, there's nothing in here, like, there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah. I eat ass. If it's if you're de- saying this is what I do, yeah. then what is, you know. <laughs> it was just funny because I was like, man, I wonder how that case is going to go. Because there certainly are levels to to First Amendment freedom of speech. Yeah. And I don't know if I eat ass on a bumper sticker crosses a boundary. I, to me personally, it does not. It makes me laugh. You could put that on a license plate. It's true. I eat ass. Yeah, maybe like, maybe like a one instead of an I, because you got to incorporate a number. Yeah. You know, but I mean, my dad once was the somebody he didn't know this for like I think a day or two. One of his buddies put a magnetic bumper sticker on his bumper in his big letters. It just said I masturbate. <laughs> I think I was the one that saw him. I was like, did you put that bumper sticker on your truck? And he's like, what are you talking about? We went out there. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> Got me. Yeah. Like, how long has that been there? Like, there's no telling. It was big, too. It was like a big rectangle, white, with like big blue letters, just I masturbate. I, how many honking cars did Uncle Hoyt have to <laughs> wonder what the hell was going on? What the fuck's going on with everybody today? Well, I saw that on, on uh, Facebook. Some, Some, you know practical joking boyfriend his girlfriend parked her car on a certain side of the street so when she came out in the morning she never saw one side of the car mm-hmm. she would always just see her side of the car yeah so he went to the driver passenger side of the car and wrote I'm really horny text me or call me at her actual number <laughs> so she's riding down the road mm-hmm. and sitting in rush hour traffic and getting just copious amounts of phone calls and text messages from people that are, are right around her <laughs> Saying, oh, I'm, I'm your guy, I'm your guy. And she's like, who the fuck are you talking, what the fuck is going on? That's and good. I was like, that, that's pretty good. I I wouldn't do it personally because you're kind of inviting a bad scenario. Yeah. Like, if I did that on the side of Leah's car. Oh, well, yeah, you have a rape fear. Well, I mean, shouldn't most logical men? Yeah, but I... You, we know who we are. <laughs> you've heightened it for, for comedic effect on the show. I don't think it's comedic effect. I have a legitimate fear. <laughs> I, I just like your impersonation of Leah at a party. I'm just going to get raped, 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 raped. 
Well, that's not my impersonation. That's what she tells people. I can't I can't go anywhere without having to check in because Austin just thinks, oh, rape, 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 rape. Oh, bathroom, rape. Walking out the car, rape. And I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. Damn it. Damn it. You're going to drive your kid nuts when it's I check in every 10 minutes. I do want to check in. Yeah. I don't know where we're headed. We're yeah. the wor- Men are the worst species on this planet. Mm-hmm. Can you... Do you actually agree, or are you just giving me the perfunctory... Mm-hmm? No, I do. Like, I know it's Having not... Having two daughters, I've become like... It, it's not PC right now to bring up Louis C.K., <laughs> yeah. but I'm gonna. Yeah. But he had that great stand-up about, you know, he doesn't understand how women, you know, agree to go on dates. <laughs> Do you understand the, the peril that you're putting yourself in? Like, when you get into that man's car and say, what are we doing tonight? And he says, well, or no, the woman gets in the car yeah. and she says, where are we going tonight? Mm. And the man's response, oh, to your death, statistically. <laughs> like, this, yeah, like, that's what we're doing. Mm. You're lucky to get out of this alive tonight. Yeah. And that's, and it was funny because it's true. Well, and when you consider the, what he was doing to women. But he, I don't <laughs> Like, just the joke, the man making the joke is going to later stand in front of a closed door and, and beat off in front of a struggling comedian, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like. But Chappelle laid this out, too, because he talked about it in his Netflix series, because he knows Louis C.K., and he was saying, you know, it, it wasn't great. It's not good, what he did. Yeah. But some of these people were coming out and saying that, you know, he was calling me. And I could hear him ja- ma- masturbating on the other end of the line, and I could definitely hear when he was ejaculating. And, and Chappelle's point was like, "Bitch, hang up the phone. <laughs> you don't have to. Ha- you don't have to be on the phone the entire time." Look, I could understand not answering the door after ten, <laughs> but the phone. <laughs> yeah, Tony Soprano, exactly. Yeah. Well, like he made a good. Like you can hang up the phone. Yeah, you're not you're not obligated to stay on the phone with <laughs> Louis C.K. I love the visual of like a woman like, oh no, no, don't, don't, and just all with the phone up to her head. It's like, no, stop, don't do that. I don't want to hear this anymore. <laughs> like, just August, like, okay, well then, you hang just, up. Just press the red circle. That's literally it. Like, and that was his point. It's like, I'm not here to, to to downgrade what those women that had to sit there and watch him masturbate while he's in the room. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that certainly is a violation across many different spectrums. Yeah, but if 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 I mean I'll put it this way: if I called an ex girlfriend, if I let's say I wasn't married, mm-hmm. and we have to, because I wouldn't do this now, <laughs> I want to make that perfectly clear. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, I have to make it perfectly clear. But if I was single and I called an ex girlfriend and I was like, "Hey, what's going on? How's your life?" and then she starts talking, and then all she she hears is. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, like she can hear. Hello, <laughs> Hello guys. Oh, oh. Chicken. Chicken and white sauce. That's when I knew he came because when we were dating back in high school, every time he shot a load, he yelled, hello, guys. <laughs> Here comes the white sauce. <laughs> so fucked up. Matt and Perth, I'll, I'll tell you this. If, if there's ever a, a halal guys that comes to Australia, get in line. It was pretty good. Let's look it up because I know they're going worldwide. Um, no, I think about that kind of stuff, you know, being a dad. It's like I'm like, you know, and I know you don't want to get into it, but like with the, the fucking abortion bills that are going around, it's like, God damn it. Like my kids are going to be impacted by this shit one day. 
fucking knock it off mm-hmm. already. I saw a great article <clears throat> on, I think it was Upworthy. It's like the one thing that's not a friend that I still follow on Facebook. And it was this whole thing about this guy who was bitching on the internet about how his ex-girlfriend wouldn't have anything to do with their son. And the whole thing backfired on him. Because hmm. he's like, you know, we weren't in a serious relationship. She got pregnant. She wanted an abortion. I asked her not to. She respected my wishes and had it, had the baby. And then we went to court and she gave me full custody and everything and agreed to pay child support. And she pays me 125% of what she's supposed to every month in child support. But she's never seen the baby and won't have anything to do with him. And he's 18 months old now, and I'm starting to resent him because I don't have any free time anymore as a single dad, and my parents can't help, and she won't get involved, and I don't know what to do, on and on and on and on and on. And just all these women are like, yeah, welcome to the world of single women who get fucked by dudes, have their babies, and then never hear from them again. Like, poor you. She made it clear from day one she didn't want it, and when you asked her to keep it, she went to court immediately and gave you all the rights to it and still doesn't want to have anything to do with it. She never wanted it, and she wanted to not have it. You made her, or more or less politely asked her to, and yeah, now you're dealing with that responsibility. Didn't have to happen. Mm. The whole thing backfired. He was expecting support for, you know, shitting on his deadbeat ex-girlfriend. I'm like, no. She made it very clear, and he actually took her back to court to see if they would force her to help him raise the baby. And the judge was like, well, no. Like, she's not obligated to do this. She didn't want to have it. And when we did this here at six months old, we gave you all the rights because she didn't want any. So, no, I can't give her a court order to help you raise a baby. <laughs> Sorry. Well, this backfired. <laughs> Well, and then it, it, it was tied in, and that story got tied into relational ones where you have these fucking sick asshole dudes that poke holes in their condoms to try and trap girls with babies so they can keep them in a relationship. It's like fucking, yeah, that's that sounds like something some ROTC, you know, Bible-thumping right-wing nut job would do. Like, oh, she's going to dump me, so I'm going to poke a hole in my rubber and I'm going to make her get pregnant. Gross. And then she won't be able to leave me. That's some because, sad shit. Because we live in Alabama, she won't be able to do anything about it. <laughs> I'm gonna trap my girlfriend. I'm more. I'm getting more and more interested in the film industry, kind of giving Georgia the fair warning. Well, I'm in favor of the. I mean, they're not. It's it's kind of a mixed bag, but I've been seeing a lot of things passed around on Facebook because I'm friends with people that work in the industry or their spouses do. There's a lot of industry hype right now of saying. We're going to stay. But fight. We're going to stay, and we're going to put fucking money into this, which is something Bill Maher has advocated for just in terms of liberalism for years. He's Mm -hmm. like, there's a reason middle of nowhere Dakota votes red. It's because none of us live there. (laughs) He's like, we're all all in the coastal cities. We're in the blue cities, and that's it, because we don't want to go live with all the fucking hicks. He said, and I don't blame you, but we're never going to take back the country with our values if we avoid all these parts of the country where none of us are. Mm-hmm. And in that sort of spirit, different film industry, I think George Peel was one, and, yeah. and um, 
who's the guy that did the Star Trek movies, J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. They're like, we're going to stay, and we're going to donate like all the money that we make from filming this to fighting this stupid redneck, dumb hick, fucking good old boy law. Yeah. Which, to be fair, they did have a, you know, a chubby middle-aged white woman as the face of it. Sure. It's just that they don't, it's like, I don't, I, in my own home, this is a, an argument we don't have because we sit on two very opposed sides of the argument. Mm. But I'm, I take it away and say, what's the difference? Why don't they care about embryos in a clinic? Yeah. They don't care about those. Yeah. But by their own standard, they're just as adult or human-like yeah. as the ones that are in a woman. So yeah. is it an embryo in a petri dish? No big the, deal. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Embryo but if a it's woman, inside a woman, oh well, that it's game on. It's game on. Yeah. So it's just like it's so blatantly clear that this is about control. So it's about control of women. Yeah. It's not about you know. There's no the, the this Christian spiritual overtone is all a whitewash. It's all a smokescreen. Yeah. To prevent us from seeing what's actually going on here is just about white male control mm-hmm. over women of every type. White. I think, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that culturally, we're becoming more, we're becoming less religious and more socially progressive. We're not, and you have this sort of panic late 50s, 60s, 70s generation is like, oh, we're gonna what about the Bible? <laughs> it's like, we gotta get some shit where, while we can. And it's like, yeah, no, we don't We don't need we're perfectly fine with living as a society without religious laws implicating our, our lives here. There's deeper, there's deeper layers too. There, there's an argument I've seen not as much, but an argument of that this is all about a replenishment of the workforce. Over the last 50 years, Yeah. because a right-wing, you know, Republican needs a workforce that's subservient. They, they have to build a buffer zone yeah. between the lower income and their income, which they've always styled as the middle class. See, I would counter that with a workforce for what? Like... If you look at jobs, they're going more remote. Industry jobs are going away. They're being replaced by automation. Mm-hmm. Cars aren't built by people anymore. They're built by fucking robots. Every time I go to Kroger, I'm in the self-checkout line. Like, a workforce to do what? What's your limit, by the way, for the self-checkout line? Like, how many items have to be in your cart before you say, you know what? <laughs> I I never shop at Kroger with the with the need for the big cart. Really? If I'm on a Kroger run, unless I have the girls, because I use it for them to ride in to get through there quicker. But even then, I'm not filling it up. Mm-hmm. If I go to Kroger solo, it's the mini cart or the basket, so I can always get through the self checkout mm. pretty quickly. I don't, I don't buy for the week because I don't, I, I don't like knowing that my week of meals has been planned for me. That's fair. It's the same like, thing. I like spontaneity. I want, I'm like, you know what? Fucking, I want a tombstone pizza. Fuck it. Mm. I'm gonna go get one. Not, oh, I bought that tombstone on Sunday, so I better eat it today. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that way of thinking. <laughs> it's a little different between, like, getting a pound of fish and a tombstone. That tombstone is going to be fine in six months. Yeah, I know. Um, but just, I, I, I like that theory that you're floating there, the workforce thing. But again, it's like, workforce for what? Like, But they don't think like that. It's a, a trumper. 
they have all the evidence in front of them. Cole's not coming back. He could have promised. He did promise you that a million times over. Yeah, it's not coming back. Those days are gone. Mm-hmm. The days of iron work is gone. Yeah, because iron work is now done again by automation. Yeah, so it doesn't. They don't really. They they're unwilling to accept it to see the reality. Mm-hmm. But in, so in their minds, the replenishment of the workforce is still a viable option. Yeah. It's about creating, I don't want to use the term lightly, but slave labor mm-hmm. in the sense that you underpay them so much. Like, it gets back to the old, uh, you know, uh, Caddyshack. The world needs ditch diggers too. <laughs> yeah. Right? We do. Yeah. And so in their minds, the the babies they're saving are going to be the babies that, because let's be honest, it's mostly low to middle income parents that get abortions. Well, yeah, I mean. It's, I not, like, it's not like the upper crust it, it has it was, a rush on abortions. Was it you that shared on Facebook? I think it was a Georgia senator who was who was all about this abortion uh, heartbeat bill, has since backed out of the limelight because it came out that he had a mistress who he asked to abort a baby. I did bring that up, but it wasn't a Georgia senator. It was like <laughs> oh. a, it was a Arkansas or one of these Either other states. Either way, it's like a fucking course. As I guarantee you, every dumb hick in Georgia who voted for that and our state legislator, legislature has had a fucking mistress at some point. He's like, you got pregnant? You better get that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> that won't fly on my upcoming campaign video. <laughs> that ain't gonna look good. Shit, I'll, I'll, I'll catch it in my Bible. I don't give a fuck. Get that thing out. <laughs> no, I gotta get to the Capitol and make sure women don't have the right to do what I'm gonna make you go do right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird time to be alive. You got, you got just, just nuts, man. It's just nuts. I know it's coming. We're about to have the face off with the Supreme Court. That's all it that's all it's been about. It's a like, sideshow. The my lefty friends who were freaking out and as they should be cuz you know that that's uh, they and the people on the right too. They're all kind of sort of missing the forest for the trees like this. All these red states have figured out we could potentially do what we've been trying to do to save those babies for 40 years and flip this shit because Here's here's the here's the real thing. I've I've held off on doing it because I don't want to run any of my you know Facebook friends that I have left off. But I've so badly wanted to make a pretty snotty, sarcastic post lately. Like, how many of you out there are still real proud that you chose not to vote for her? <laughs> You're just so mad about what they did to Bernie, and you know what? She's not. She's better than Trump, but I just can't vote for Hillary. <laughs> just can't do it. So I'm gonna write in. Bernie, and I'm gonna walk out of here proud. She'll win anyways. Wrong. <laughs> now, a fucking retard who probably doesn't know how to read is choosing the Supreme Court picks, and you could potentially see women lose the right to privacy, mm-hmm. which is what Roe v. Wade is. It's not a right to an abortion. It's a right for you to not have the government get involved. It's a right to autonomy with you and your doctor and your vagina. Right. Your you uterus. Know, the big government yeah. that's way too involved in our lives and paychecks, but we gotta get them in the pussies. <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Well, and it's like what I said last week, and you quickly were like, no, I'm not going there. It's like, I don't understand how when you have a shooting and people on the left say, we gotta, we need stricter gun laws. And the left says, well, that's not gonna stop murder. I'm like, oh, okay. The right says. The right says. And then the right says, well, we need abortion laws. Like, well, that's not gonna stop abortion. Well, we're gonna do it anyways. Yeah. Like, all right, well, by your own gun logic, making a law about something doesn't make it go away. Yeah. 
people are still going to get abortions. I joked about coat hangers. It's still going to happen. Does it, you know, now we're going to have back alley deaths. We have women traveling overseas into other states and whatever. Yeah, I still see the the. Uh, I have a couple people that I've, I follow now just because it's fucking entertaining. But uh, they'll they'll do the post where it's like, because I don't know if you've seen it, but I think it's up to five in the last two months. Five children in custody from ICE have died mm-hmm. in customs yeah. or border patrol custody. Well, they're not embryos anymore. They're they're actual humans. <laughs> they're not embryos yeah. anymore. But they're so they don't really give a shit. But yeah. actual children are dying. They're also not American. Right, but they're dying mm-hmm. in custody of American law enforcement. Right, and you know, there will be clamor back because you remember when this was like a, you know how the twenty four hour news cycle works, where it's like. Yeah. There was a point where, like, these kids being locked up in cages was the story. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, something else terrible happened or Trump tweeted something fucking ridiculous, whatever. But now we're getting back around to it and they're reporting that these kids are still dying. Hey, and, not my and, problem, man. They, their dumb parents shouldn't have brought them here. It, that, too. But the worst <laughs> is when I've seen these posts where they'll post a... I don't know where they get these fucking pictures. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess they go to, like, a, a, a pro-life fucking webpage that provides some kind of fucking nonsense picture but like it'll be like you'll see a little tiny embryonic feet yeah and maybe a hand mm-hmm. and they say it's so funny how the people that seem the libtards that care so much about children don't care about this one like you are so fucking stupid right yeah. now yeah this is not this is not an equivocal argument this is not you this is false. This is a false narrative. Yeah. You're, these are actual children yeah. that are dying in the custody of some guy that couldn't get into the actual police department. <laughs> so he joined He joined ICE yeah. with very little, you know, who knows what kind of background check they're yeah. running. Uh, so you've, you've only raped a few. Is that right, Charles? <laughs> I got a little ornery and I raped a few. But it, well, that was five years ago, right? Not, none in the last five. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. In the last five, you've got you've got racing sunglasses, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I got like three pairs. <laughs> Do you have a Dale Earnhardt hat? Yeah, I can see it actually. When you tuck in your shirt, does it stay in real tight around your belly? Because that's like a prerequisite for the uniform. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. You're in. You're in. You're in. You're in. But it's this this this, this, this false narrative. That because because you might be liberal minded, you care about children, but you don't give a shit about aborted fetuses. It's just like, it's so hard for me to not engage with these nitwits. <laughs> but it's kind of like when we used to go back and forth with Tarver. You knew yeah. you could engage Tarver. Yeah. It was like, you know, put it was like, it was like, it was like, yeah, it was, but it was like putting a, a big piece of hot dog on, on a, on a hook. You knew you were going to get a bite. Yeah. From the catfish that was Tarver. Yeah. Or the snake in the catfish's mouth. Right. <laughs> but with these That's fucking Tarver. nitwits, you, you just there's no engaging because you know like whatever the original post was so stupid mm-hmm. that there's no there's no depth there's no coming or going from that right. you're, you're gonna, gonna get, be stuck in that you're gonna get some Adam and Steve Turner right. bullshit yeah. and, 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 the then, and then what happens of course the only person that will get really pissed is you mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah you get your blood up for no reason for no reason I told I said this to Chris and I don't think it came up on the podcast I mean I have advertised the fact that I've completely disengaged from the news one of the biggest steps for me and I was a huge fan of his and still am of, of his radio personality was cutting off listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine because all that is 
is two and a half hours of political news with some satire and humor woven in and mm-hmm. some local shit. But it's you're, you're aware of everything going on because they're covering it Monday through Friday. And I was like, I, I'm tuning out. I'm done. Because for one, Eric has gone from... Von Hesser went from the sort of fun, pessimistic, atheist, libertarian on the regular guys who would make fun of the right and their Bible thumping and their sky wizards and all that shit whenever they'd want to get into it with him to basically Bortz Jr. with some of the shit he was saying, the kind of shit where they tell you if you're broke, well, maybe you shouldn't have a cell phone. It's like, all right, thanks, Dad. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like that's that. It's like yeah, yeah. In 2019, I'm just gonna be the one guy without a cell phone because I can't afford it. That makes sense. That'll save me thirty four dollars. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> to be clear, that wasn't directed at my dad. That was just a joke. <laughs> I don't need him to hear me like I never said that. <laughs> no, but I was like, I'm gonna tune out, and, and then I, I I unfollowed everything on Facebook, including like the Daily Show, which I love. Like I don't want to see it. I don't need to know about it because at the end of the day, I'm 32. I'm kind of cemented in what I social uh, in my socio-political thinking. I'm left of center on most things. I am, you know, when payday comes and I see what the government's withholding, that's when I get right of center. That's like the only time. But I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I can go round and round with dumbasses on Facebook over abortion or guns or whatever the case may be. It has no impact whatsoever on what happens to us as a society. There's really only one day a year where my opinion matters, and that's fucking voting day, and that's when I'll go exercise it, and I'll vote left if that's what makes sense, and then I'm going to go right back to fucking boobies on the internet and, <laughs> and stand-up comedy that I like and fucking Instagram and boobies on there, too. I love how you porn or uh, Pornhub, they always publish, like, big holidays, right? Mm, they yeah. always say, when does porn spike? Yeah. And I find that fascinating that porn will spike on like Christmas Day. Yeah. Or porn will spike on election day. Yeah. Where it's like, why election day? <laughs> I get Christmas. You're surrounded by family, you go in your bathroom, you need to jerk one out. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if I was Jewish, any high holiday, I'd be tugging <laughs> one out. But like I need the shop as some, boy over somewhere here like, now like, like I can't do like, any work today. Like Arbor Day? Yeah. Uh, That's a funny sketch idea. It's not a Hasidic, but what's uh, Orthodox Jew who who practices Shabbos and has to have a Shabbos go do his work for him? Sure. I'm going to need you to... (laughs) It's technically work. I'm going to lay here. Put the glove on. We can't uh, can't get any of it on my towels. (laughs) So we're going to have to put a paper towel underneath. Kosher paper towel. Is that even a thing? <laughs> a kosher paper whoa, towel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of skin is that going <laughs> I need to know about this lotion. That better be cow skin. That better uh. be a pig skin. <laughs> Can't do that. Come on. We've been doing this for years. You know the rules. Shit, man. <laughs> just a guy just sitting there jacking off. By the way, my nephew's going to be up in an hour. He's going to need your help. <laughs> you guys do not pay me enough. Show me Shabbos. Show me Shabbos. Show me fucking Shabbos. Show me fucking Shabbos. No, but I was just like, I'm going to disengage because there's really no reason to have political discourse unless I'm running for office and I'm debating the other person running for office. Everyday people bitching at each other on Facebook. 
unless you're just doing it for fun, which I have done periodically here and there, um, you're not going to convince anybody. You're not going to convince your dad at the dinner table. You're not going to convince fucking retarve on Facebook. You're not going to change any hearts and minds. Most people are set in their ways in terms of how they think politically as far as social issues go. And you might occasionally have someone go like, oh, I didn't know that there's embryos in Petri dishes. Oh, that, that, that is inconsistent. Maybe I am a little bit left of center from what I originally thought because mm. that is kind of hypocritical on their part. Maybe it is a control issue. Maybe you do occasionally change a mind, but at the end of the day, in terms of how it impacts society long term, that's at the polls. We only vote once every two or four years. Mm. So go exercise then and then go right back to fucking volleyball and titties. I just think that I thought last night I was watching South Park. I think anyone behind a computer screen these days, it's like if you're dealing with something serious, like what we're talking about, some kind of social issue or Mm -hmm. political, uh, everyone turns into Cartman. Yeah. There's no, it's all black or white. There's no shade of gray. Right. Like, you become the worst you mm-hmm. when you're on a keyboard yeah. and you're trying to advocate for you, whatever your position is. And I believe that goes both ways. I think the left can come off just as absolute idiots mm-hmm. with with their pedantic, you know, just all of it. And, and the same can be said for the other side. Yeah. It's just that everyone channels this, this inner shitty Cartman where they take this position of like, I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. They don't, no one comes into an argument anymore looking for a debate. Debate <laughs> is a word that's long dead. Yeah. We use it for carnal purposes, like yeah. our carnival purposes now when we do our political discourse. Like, tonight's a debate. It's yeah. never a debate. Well, Can you imagine like, Trump actually being in a debate? <laughs> debate implies yeah. that you're there to exchange ideas, exchange ideas to yeah. think critically to maybe even wow, challenge right to challenge yourself, your yeah. own thinking, mm-hmm. to not necessarily find a common ground, but to have discourse on a topic that might produce some level of understanding. That's right. what typical debate is. Yeah. Whereas what they should call them now is the show. Tonight on the argument show, yeah. the CNN presents this year's 2020 argument show. Yeah. Or... Uh, MSNBC presents two morons arguing over each other and yeah. using bullet points and buzzwords. Well, that's like in Birdcage when uh, uh, what's his what's the actor the senator I can't think of his name. Gene right Hackman. Now. He's sitting there watching the TV show he was on, and it's, it's like a Fox News panel show, and they're just yelling over each other. He's like, "It's the smartest show on TV." <laughs> I remember that. That's such a good movie. It's a great show. It's one of the smartest, smartest shows, shows on television, television right now. But that's they're just yelling. What we, that's that's what that's it, like. It's a farce to call what we do in our American political system to call a debate. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, as I've discussed a couple episodes back, that I'm not looking forward to it. I just want someone to get on that stage. Yeah. To have the right. It, that's what it'll take. Whoever's going to face off with Lord Commander Marmalade and his, idi- his idiotic Well, staffs. if the genius that came up with Molecules of Freedom is helping write his debate retorts, we're, the left is in for a real fucking fight. Uh, they, yeah, <laughs> they are. Well, I hear what you say uh, there, uh, <laughs> Mayor, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. But, whatever your name is. Buttigieg. I don't know. <laughs> 
Okay, I don't like gay veterans, and I don't like veterans who get caught. Cover up that McCain boat. Oh, my God. I was going to talk to you about this. How childish. Trump goes to Japan and specifically, according to his staff, asks that the USS John John McCain will not be in view of any... any, uh, I can't imagine the level of middle school idiocy. Yeah, I know. Like, I want to, I want to, like, reach out to every, like, liberal lefty that wants to shelve the word retard as a word we don't say disparagingly anymore and be like, can we keep it for one person? (laughs) Like, we'll never say it to anybody, especially people who are mentally disabled in some way. Of course, that's, that's always been a given unless you're a raging piece of shit like Dwight Yoakam in Sling Blade. Yeah. But, like, as far as it being a pejorative for someone who's... Like, can we at least keep it for the president? Yeah. Like, is that... Can we... Like, can that be the one pass? Just call that fucking retard a retard? <laughs> cover up the John McCain boat. I don't want to see the John McCain boat. I smell hair. <laughs> got to come up with a better way to get people on board with fossil fuels. <laughs> Molecules of What's freedom. fossil fuels made out of? <laughs> liquid. What's liquid made out of? Well, everything's made out of molecules. <laughs> we're all about freedom in this country. <laughs> freedom molecules. Change the name. Put it in all the science books for schools. <laughs> Only the private ones, though. Fuck those public school kids. Molecules of freedom. It's a real fucking thing, Can man. Can I get a hot tab from a car and a full and a well-done steak with ketchup? <laughs> I want to take the weekend off. I want to go to my favorite beach. When I, Folly Beach. When I take office, you will not see me playing golf. Oh, no, wait. That's all you'll see me doing. I said $100 million has cost the taxpayers for his golf trips. It's worth it because the economy's on fire. I also saw a great report where a college student, he did it on purpose, just wanted to see how close he could get to Trump when he was at Mar-a-Lago. The milkshake. In Walked. No, I wish, but walked <laughs> right past Secret Service. Yeah. Was in the building. You could you gotta wonder if those guys are secretly hoping somebody tries something. I don't know. I don't I don't wanna put it on record, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, like like even I, if you're in the Secret the Service thing. or the military, you still have an opinion. Uh, you know, there's I'm sure there's countless numbers of service service people that love Donald Trump. What do you think his code name is? Like in movies it's always like Eagle. You know, and, mm. and like in West Wing, the the his daughter's codename was Backpack. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But I I imagine toupee. that that there <laughs> the toupee toupee is on the move. <laughs> I imagine that there are some people within the Secret Service that have had that job for thirty years, and they've worked their way up from guarding, you know, Barbara Bush and the daughters of the H W. Yeah. Camp, you know, presidency. You know, they've they've moved their way up, and, and they're they're the they're, they're yeah. Their entire goal has been to, I want to be the best of the best. I want to I want to be I want to be, be on presidential detail. Yeah, and you know, and they, they, they get there they get there in 2015, and they might not agree with Obama, but they're there. Yeah, right. And at least Obama seems presidential. Yeah, acts presidential. Doesn't sit on his toilet and tweet in the middle of the night. Presidential, <laughs> you know. And then this offers guy offers them a milkshake when they stop and they say, "Mr. President, I'm sorry, I can't, but thank you." Yeah, you know, 
<laughs> when they got hot dogs, they got Dijon mustard. Yeah. And it pissed Sean Hannity off. But Which, they like Dijon. I've had Dijon on a hot dog. It's fucking awesome. It's great. It's way better it's than way yellow better mustard. Than fucking yeah. French's yellow mustard. But nonetheless, they get there, Fuck and then Sean this Hannity. fucking charlatan, <laughs> this this thrice divorced, thrice bankrupt, like they could they they watched as the tanning machine was placed in the wet w- yeah. west wing, and they watch they see that he's bald. Yeah, they see it. They see all the little warts, the things that, that no one else wants. And they hear all the actual idiocy, the, yeah. the, the moronic statements <laughs> that aren't tweeted. Can I make the Secret Service, like, do shit for me? Is that allowed? <laughs> Agent Smith, I need you to wipe my ass. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> it's a matter of national security. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they're there. They work their entire career to get there, and they're guarding someone... They're duty bound and they're gonna do their job. Yeah. But when they go home and they're unstrapping their bulletproof vest and they're taking out the gun from their ankle and their yeah. holster piece and their yeah. chest piece, yeah. and they get in the shower and they, of course, crack a beer in the shower <laughs> and they drink that beer and then they go and get into the real deal shit in the freezer and they pull out the Smirnoff. Yeah. And and they're five six shots deep and now it's ten thirty at night and they got to be up at four. Yeah. And they're just like, 30 years. <laughs> 30 years to get where I, to, to what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm guarding arguably one of the worst human beings on the planet. Yeah. And asking myself, how did, he, how did this happen? <laughs> and so, yeah, when I saw the kid at Mar-a-Lago just walking towards, I just kind of like <laughs> farted. <and looked laughs> in my did he look a little, bit, uh, a little bit dangerous, perhaps? Maybe. I don't know. He was wearing a burqa. You know, I had the flu that day. <laughs> Which is a woman's garb. We didn't ask many questions. <laughs> you know, when I found out I was going to be on presidential duty, I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll get to see Melania naked. <laughs> but then I realized that's already online. It ain't that great. Not that great. I'd much rather see Stormy Daniels naked. Turns out, I might get to see that too. <laughs> so I'm just kind of holding out to see somebody naked. What's the over-under on how many abortions Donald Trump has forced onto his mistresses? I'll bet he's got at least five under his belt. I would I would say it's over. Probably more. If the than number five. was f- five, I would definitely take the over. Yeah, it's not even yeah, close. There's, there's been there's been plenty. Yeah, like and it's not even been like it's like same day shit. I'm yeah. pregnant. Oh, well, listen, go down to the clinic there. Yeah, we're gonna take care of you. They'll get into your vagina. I don't mean China. I mean vagina. Yeah. The thing is, is I don't know how the Plan B pill is affected by all this, but you still always have that safeguard. Like, if I was a woman, I'd be on the phone with my daughter like, can I get, like, a like just a running tab on the Plan B <laughs> pill? I'm not putting it out there that often, but I want to know the next time I have sex and maybe it was even with a committed relationship and the condom broke, I have an option. Yeah. Can I, you know, can we just put an open tab at the CVS so I can go grab one when I need it? Yeah. It's, it's just a weird time to be alive. I know every culture always said, you know, things were better back in the day. But they weren't. This is a great time to be alive from a technological standpoint. Yeah. Uh, we've got access to, to medicines and and technology as far as healthcare that no one's ever had. We live in air-conditioned system. I mean, this is a well, wonderful time. Well, I was going to say that before. Like, what, what better time if you are someone in power on the right who wants that workforce we were talking about? What better time has there been for you to for you to basically con people who are technically poor 
into thinking, you've actually got it pretty good. <laughs> like, $40,000 a year doesn't stretch very far, especially with the rising cost of health care that we're fucking up. But, you know, <laughs> look at your TV. Yeah. You got air conditioning. You, you got, got a, you got a, an 06 Honda that's got, it's running great. <laughs> like, what do you have to complain about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, a family of four health insurance premiums, $1,300 a month, and that represents half your income. And your mortgage just went from 11 to 15. So you really don't make money anymore. You just work you live. pay people. Subsistence. But you got to, I mean, that 55-inch flat screen, that was on sale at Black Friday. <laughs> just saying. You got it on the tax-free weekend that we provide once a year. So, you know, we're going to need somebody to fix the robots that are doing all the work you used to do. And that's, you know, you're not that, I mean, you're poor, but <laughs> come on, like, you're not eating dogs or anything. Vote for me. Horse meat. Vote for me. Horse meat, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for me. Because I'm going to make sure that your boss's boss buys a new yacht this year. <laughs> and we're going to make sure that when you get your income tax return, you actually get $400 back and you're going to go nuts for it. I'm not the uh, disaster. I like movies that are disaster oriented. Mm. You know, Day after tomorrow. Stuff like that where I watch the world end. Yeah. It gives me a little chubby. Don't know why. But the <laughs> idea, it gets back to the Batman movie, the last one with Bane. Yeah. Where, you know, Bruce Wayne's dancing with uh, and and. Han Hathaway? Yeah. She's very hot. Is she on the butthole list? <laughs> no. <laughs> I like that we have a butthole list. There is a butthole list. She's, she's close, yeah. but not on it. Okay. I, I just feel like her butthole would be less less than pretty comparative <laughs> to others. Let's get her on the phone. Anybody got a rotary? I don't have a rotary. I, But when she's dancing with Bruce Wayne slash Christian Bale... And she's more or less saying, you all think this is your world mm-hmm. and that we all just live in it, but we will eat you. The time is coming. Like yeah. when we will. And I think that day will come. I don't know if it's in 10, I don't know if it's in 1,000. Mm. But I think the day comes when the super rich are going to face off with some kind of real 1917 Soviet Russia consequences yeah. where some like Marie Antoinette consequences yeah like some you know, well like, I was gonna say Romanov or yeah. you're like you've ruled Russia for 600 years and now you've been round up in one night and gunned down like mm-hmm. I don't I don't root for it necessarily but the fact that someone lives so wealthy while others live so poorly and then you try to describe that to Down me there, as a uh, system of government. Like you say, well, that's because they can't, they didn't, you know. That's because they didn't try They didn't hard. try hard enough. They didn't pull on those bootstraps right. very and, hard. And that's that's the, the, the. You're starting to sound a little like AOC. No, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I think she's too, uh, I was going to say something where if someone was, I don't, I was going to say she's a little mouthy. <laughs> but that is she on the phone that, that implies that like I'm, I'm sexist <laughs> yeah. or something I want her she's a congressman she should talk a lot she so should she's not on the butthole list no <laughs> AOC is not on the butthole list Wait, now this, Nancy Pelosi well she's on everyone's uh, butthole that's list that's everyone's butthole list she's even on Mitch McConnell's butthole list oh the turtle <laughs> we should do a Mary Fuck Kill with like the three worst people in Congress we can think of oh god just make it real hard <laughs> Because you're going to want to kill all of them. Now, but I before we get before we do that and get out of this this dead spin of of boredom for our listener, <laughs> I did I, this pertinent to something I was reading today. I was 
I Google the words, why hasn't median income changed in, since the 1980s? And I couldn't find a succinct answer, but there was article after article about how the fact that median income since 1980 to present day has fluctuated between fifty and $61,000. It hasn't changed. And the 1980s represented the big Republican tax shift that's going to make everybody wealthy. It's like, when's that coming? Like, We've talked you, about this. I know, it's but not to your, coming. To your point, like you have all these super wealthy Bruce Wayne types that are wealthier today than, like, three hundred times wealthier today than they were in the eighties, and fucking dudes they work that they employ in their factories are still making fifty five k a year. Like, when does it trickle down? And <laughs> if it like, how long before there is a fucking uprising? Before people are like, you know what, fuck, there's there's this much money circulating in the economy. And none of us are ever getting to fucking touch it. Mm-hmm. And I went from working 40 hours a week in a union job to now working 80 hours a week, and they disbanded my union, so I don't have good benefits anymore. And even working twice as much, I make less than I did before. Like, what? Uh, and, and I'm told that I should go to fucking DeVry. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the, like, the fucking solutions are retarded. Yeah. Just like the uh, president. Uh, <laughs> and Ingraham. And everyone else. Tucker. Tucker. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's a strange thing. I don't even think it's, If you don't want to listen to this one, that's fine. I don't think it's been boring. But what I will say, it's when, it's when the electorate stops voting against their own self-interest. Yeah. So that requires people to disengage from the cult of personality. Mm-hmm. And right now, I don't see any signs that that's coming soon. I think for whatever reason... And by some miracle, Trump has convinced, and his acolytes have convinced, the lowest common denominator of citizen, mm-hmm. whether it's in, not just income, but just generally. Yeah. Like, if, if you had told me 10 years ago that he would have carried the South, everyone would have laughed at you. Well, yeah, because he's a New York... Especially carried, and let's, let's predicate, the conservative South. Yeah. You're talking about a guy three times divorced, mm. multiple affairs, yeah. cheats countless people out of their money. Yeah. This is the epitome of a New York s- silver spoon in his mouth yeah. douchebag. Yeah. If you had told anyone down here, the, the people that... I ain't voting for no New Yorker. He's probably a G. Right. <laughs> and that kind of fed in. Yeah. But nonetheless, like it, it's just astonishing yeah. how adept... This moment's Republican Party is at getting the people that need help the most to vote against their own interest. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they would get the best thing for them if they, if they went blue. Mm-hmm. But it would certainly be a vote towards something better than what they're, you know, dealing with now. Yeah. Because now you're seeing the farming pushback and these people, these farmers going on CNN and MSN. Well, I voted for him, but with these, all these tariffs, I, I'm done. I mean, he's a, yeah. he's a liar. Oh, yeah. I'm like, tariffs, the classic Republican move. Yeah, tariffs. Tariffs. But it's, they're going on there saying, like, he, he lied. Yeah. But, see, that only reaches the people that are watching CNN. Yeah. And they're not people that give shit. The people that are, they're not, I should say, they are the people that give a shit, but they're not the people that matter. Yeah, they're not the people that reach. Right. It, that's, and that's one thing I've always loved about Bill Maher when he would say, like, this, this averseness of Democrats to go on Fox News is a huge fucking problem. Yeah. The fact that Elizabeth Warren will not go on Fox News is it's a, a shame. Problem. Yeah. Because 
that's who you need to be talking to. I hope Pete Buttigieg goes on Fox. Well, he already kind of did. He did the Fox yeah. News debate or a, town hall. It's a great meme just highlighting, like, military veteran, only been married once, you know, yeah. <laughs> is an actual Christian, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It's like, yeah, he kind of meets all the standards you would have expected your average conservative to be into. What, he's gay? Get him the fuck out. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's a... It, I think it, it's a crazy time. We're in 2019. We are what's what month? June, End of May. So we're June, it's June, June, July, August, September, out. October, November. So we're a year, 18 months away mm-hmm. from this. This cycle is going to be nuts. I mean, when the calendar year changes, yeah. You, you, like you said, you've been averse and trying to disengage. Yeah. You won't be able to. You, you can stay s- off Facebook. Yeah, you go- cannot watch television. It will infiltrate your everyday life. I'm going to stay out. I've sort of made the mental decision to not involve myself in, in, in any way voluntarily until th- we're down to, like, the three Democrats who are running for that, who are primarying. Okay. Or what, is that what it is? It's not the, whatever, whatever the... I mean, we know what you're saying. Once we're down to the three, and it's God willing, Buttigieg, and maybe the the guy from Texas, Beto, Beto and like Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know Bernie? I he's the one. He's actually the one who polls the highest. Last I heard, in like what news? Well, he lost his year. spot to Joe Biden recently. I fucking hope to God it's not him. In fact, uh, there's a there's a feminist who was on Bill Maher a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I'm going to watch. I'm just going to try not to take any of it seriously. I forget her name, but she's on a lot. She's like an old school feminist from back in the day. And she's probably in her 60s or 70s. And when he was asking her about who she's behind, she's like, well, I can tell you this. I'm not behind either one of the old white guys. <laughs> he said, we, he said, I want a man in his 50s to run this country. I don't, I don't want any more old people with old people ideas. <laughs> And and Bill pushed back. He's like, "But you're old." It's like, "I know," and I don't want anybody. He's like, "I don't." She's like, "I don't even fucking drive anymore." Like, <laughs> like if you can't drive, you can't run the country. And if you're pushing eighty, you probably shouldn't do either one. Mm-hmm. And you know, she got some pushback for it. I was like, "I'm right there with you." Like, I'm. You know, Clinton was popular. He was a young president. JFK was a young president. Obama was a young president. Like, well, I don't want. Oh, I don't want Biden or. I liked Bernie the first time, but to me, it's kind of like old news. And every platform he was pushing when he ran is now the popular platform that all the young lefties are running on. So it's like we don't really need him to be be that guy because O'Rourke and Buttigieg and everybody they're kind of echoing all his same sentiments. Mm. And I, you know, I do, I do take a little bit of comfort. I had this thought the other day. Scalia was on the Supreme Court when they decided on same-sex marriage, I believe. I believe that predates his death. Mm-hmm. And when I think of right of center, just like, oh, fuck, shut up, justices, Scalia is like one of the big ones. Mm. But like you hear, when you think of lefty justices, you think of Ginsburg, and she's always had nothing but nice things to say about him. Because what they don't show you in the media is even though there are judges on the Supreme Court who lean one way or the other... They all like each other, generally speaking, a lot because they work mm. in close quarters. And because they're all fucking super intelligent, 
legal scholars, they can communicate with each other in a way they probably can't communicate with their fucking next door neighbors. Mm. So even though they vote one way or the other, um, they have respect for each other, which kind of gives me hope that if fucking Scalia's on the court can say, yeah, let's let the gay people get married. I don't know if he did, by the way. He may not have, but just the fact that we had a complete court back then that wasn't exactly shifted in either way and a court that he sat on because he was one of those voices you heard about a lot. Uh, I was like, man, maybe we'll be okay, even with fucking I Like Beer and the other one. Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. Yeah. Which is is what it is. I don't know. I'm going to say Mary Fuck Kill. Okay. Chuck Schumer. Let's wrap this up. Well, we're going to end with his MFK. So Chuck Schumer. Jesus. Mitch McConnell. Oh. Nancy Pelosi. <sighs> <laughs> Might surprise you. I'm wondering if I'm gonna, gonna be f- the exact same. I'm gonna. F- I feel like from now on we need to. I'm write gonna. Our I'm gonna down. kill Chuck Schumer because he's indifferent to me. So far, we're the same. I'm gonna fuck, and I mean, fuck, <laughs> Mitch McConnell. <laughs> I'm gonna do some seriously vile. I'm, Mitch McConnell will never be the same. I'm gonna be whispering shit into his ear. <laughs> Some vile, serious, yeah. like, disturbing shit. Like, I'm trying to change votes yeah. with this fucking. Like, I don't know what the time frame I have to oh, work with. something loose. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it, 5, 15, 25, 35 minutes. I don't know yeah. what the time frame is. Yeah. It won't matter. I'm going to fuck this man into some serious <laughs> psychosis into the point of, like, retirement yeah. or, like, I've decided to become a Democrat. <laughs> like, it's, it's going yeah. to be vile. You could probably get him on board, too, because you just get him, get a little bit of Kentucky bourbon in him, get the hiccups going. Like, I'm him. saying that, like, this is some, this is some, like, what's that? True detective. Yeah, this is like some true detective se- sex shit. Like, this is like, <laughs> this will need to be investigated. Okay. The room will stink. <laughs> from rape because that's essentially <laughs> what it, forced sex no, I'm not saying for it'll smell you're like gonna, it it'll smell like it though you're gonna rape no no I'm just saying it'll it'll be akin it'll have like the smell of stink of rape I got it it'll be consensual but it'll be I so forget, nasty I forget what movie it is but it smells like cat food and ass in there <laughs> someone having sex <laughs> I was thinking more like uh, always sunny I'm gonna rape you so hard the room's gonna stink <laughs> but it's just it, I'm gonna do some seriously fucked up shit to that man because he deserves it. Yeah. Whereas I'll marry Pelosi and just kind of skirt the and, and fuck some broads on the side. And I, I, plus, you're living in California. It's nice, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I it's take, better than Kentucky. I didn't take California in consideration because I was gonna. Say, I was also gonna kill Schumer. I was gonna fuck Pelosi. Mm. I feel like the one time have some fun with it. Say you did it. She might be really good at it too. You never know. She's not. She's not like overweight or anything, so she may not be terrible looking. As I mean, the Vosh probably hangs like sleeve of wizard, but nonetheless. My thinking was with McConnell. If you're married, you can infiltrate from the inside. Mm. See, I'm just trying to do that in 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's how bad that yeah. whatever I'm doing to him is that bad. Yeah. It's that bad. I mean, we're talking like. You remember this? We're talking like S. Craig Zoller Gimp Master. Yeah, uh, worse. It's like. Meets meet, meets like Rob Zombie meets the the sisters from Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, like roll that into a just a a just a terrible cocktail. Sure, and he'll be asking himself within thirty seconds, 
did I make the right move here? And he'll know another. <laughs> pick Merrick Garland. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I would be like whispering that shit. Call me Merrick, you motherfucker. <laughs> like I would be doing weird yeah. shit. Some breath play with a belt. Yeah, there'd be. Oh yeah, some Carradine shit. There'd be a lot of things going on <laughs> that he had not anticipated. See, I would. I would say you could do that, and it could be ongoing. So if you're married to him, you can make sure. Like, yeah, he but that ever... one. That, that's the thing. That like. Marriage over time, it's kind of like Sean's hypothetical, mm. where you know he would take it all. What did he say? He said he'd do it he'd all, take all, the all at one at time. Once. Yeah, he thinks that. Yeah, right. Because we know better mm. that the long term option is best with yeah. a loving, caring, right lover. Right. That's not what Mitch is going to get. <laughs> Mitch's one time is going to be so yeah, but see, in catastrophic that, to his psyche. In that hypothetical, we surmise that you might eventually start liking it if you did the. The thing. No, I'm telling you, I don't think you're understanding what would happen to him, to him at that at that it's it, it's that bad. Okay. And I don't I don't even have a mind for a creativity for what would happen. Well, let's get Craig Zeller on the phone. Exactly. Like maybe <laughs> okay, there is so, um, maybe it is a little bit more. Mister S. Craig Zeller, <laughs> I uh, I've just selected uh, Mitch McConnell for my fuck and a nine fuck kill. I need your creativity. And he probably laid out. Did you scalp him? No. No. I guess you, I... You have a get mask. I <laughs> of course. I, even, I didn't even start the game until I had my get mask at the ready. Who are you fucking, by the way? Because I got some ideas for that, too. Now, let's backpedal. Let's stay, let's, or marrying. Yeah, right? marrying. Let's backpedal. We'll save that for the rom-com. Let's stay on the fuck real quick. Yeah. I'm thinking lots of doggy style. Yeah. Well... Maybe one of those those bondage things where you get vacuum sucked into black sheets and, and all that's left is is your mouth hole and your asshole. Sure. Or I was thinking like seven where you had to strap on that knife mm. and, and then so go to work. now you're getting into murder. I wouldn't – I don't know if I'd murder. <laughs> now you're getting into the murder territory. Maybe. I mean, would it be if he was oh. in for it? Oh. If he signed off? I don't if he's know. he's into it. <laughs> hey, I'm really into butt <laughs> Hey, I, it reminds I'm me. We, really into butt we uh, I like dub some. Uh, just just before the actual Secret Service hears us and tracks us down, looking for us <laughs> to stick a knife up Mitch McConnell's ass. Uh, I was, uh, and on a, on a related note, this past weekend the folks were in town and we went to the mall to get uh, Vivian some shoes. And I knew what we were getting into. It wasn't about shoes. We ended up being there for like three hours buying yeah. all kinds of baby clothes. So I was like, I'm done. I walked out of the shoe store, and sure enough, right across there was a Spencer's Gifts. Now I can't remember the last time. I went into a Spencer's. Yeah. It's been a while. For those who don't live, M&P, Spencer's is like, how would you describe it? It's like a gift store that sell. you can buy like rock band t-shirts. You can buy shirts that say, fuck you. You can yeah. buy, you can buy lava lamps and shit to lots affix. Lots of black light Lots posters, of black light posters. Cheap jewelry. Cheap, shitty jewelry. Like if like, you're a goth kid and like, you need like those rings that cover your whole finger. Coffee like, mugs shaped like toilets that say coffee makes me shit. This yeah. is like the gimmicky. Coffee cups. But if you go, if you go to the very back. They have vibrators. They have vibrators, butt plugs. Mm. They've got lingerie that's shitty. They've bad got lingerie. Bad lingerie. They've got, you know, edible Underwear. It's the kind of place back in the day we probably like sold a couple of Big Johnson T-shirts. Oh, for sure. So, me and I have Viv. And it's the kind of place where you could buy a female body inspector T-shirt. Sure. So I have Viv. She's on my and she's look. The colors are blowing her mind. She's yeah. enjoying the store. Yeah. I'm looking at some shirts and there's like a few shirts. I was like, I'd actually buy that. It's Marilyn Marilyn Monroe shirt that was pretty cool. We know why. Yeah. Oh man. 
Sorry. Uh, buttholeless for sure. Not now as she is, but <laughs> yeah. like if she was alive. Right. Um, no, it's a furry butthole. We've talked about this. Uh, still, <laughs> I can do things to help that. Um, so now, This is called wax. <laughs> this is going to sting a little. But the payoff will be great. When my tongue <laughs> is high up in your anus, you'll be saying that wax was worth it. Yeah. Uh, so we walked. Well, we, I guess. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday. We walk to the back, and I, I noticed this woman. She's wearing one of those, like, cabana hats, like a, like a big beach hat. Yeah. And it's way down on her head, and she's, she's older. I can see wrinkles and skin, and she's got, like, one of those shawls on. Mm. goes all the way down, and sandals. So she looks like a beach bum, mm. and she's just in the back perusing butt plugs and, and vibrators and all this stuff. Do. And my dad and I look at each other and we're like, oh boy. Like, oh, it's just kind of this weird feeling of like seeing this 65 year old woman in a yeah. Spencer's gifts. Like, she could have done this online. Yeah. That was my thought. Was or like, Starship. Or Starship. Or some, yeah, somewhere where you're. Someone with a baby more ex- walk in more ex- Yeah, and not in a mall. Like, yeah. you're more expected to go to a specific good. store. And these, these aren't. Are good vibes. No, no, these are your low end. Like, yeah. everything is under $20. Yeah. Which means you're probably getting a shelf life, depending upon how nasty your coot is. You take that thing. Like, yeah. three to four weeks. You take that thing in the shower. The minute the water hits it, it's going to It's die. done. This is not your expensive. This is not where you yeah. want to buy a vibrator. And so we just kind of casually watch this woman shop, and I'm. Not kidding. She's picking up everything. She's like, it's everything from vibrators to butt plugs to the kind of pocket thing that you just affix to your clitoris. Yep. And she's just shopping. And then she just casually picks out this dill, a big old honking dill, walks to the to the counter, and mm-hmm. this is, you know, this 30-year-old woman <clears throat> pierced everywhere. Yeah. And no words are exchanged because I think there's just this understanding that we don't need to get into. Well, what else do you need? I see you're buying the uh, you're you're buying the the will be broken in four weeks four thousand. Uh, do you need some lube for your old ass pussy? I couldn't help but notice you're sixty five. You're gonna want some lube. <laughs> yeah, but nothing said. Yeah, and we we walk out before she's done, and she just walks out and tips like pulls her hat down and walks out of the mall. We're just thinking like. That shit, she that's that's happening when she gets home. If you buy that shit at a Spencer's, it's not yeah. like you put it in a cabinet yeah. and you wait you wait for a couple of weeks. I'll get you to light it. some candles and pour a nice Pinot. Yeah. That shit was like we get home, you put in your microwavable dinner, and you pull the drawstring on that motherfucker yeah. and just went to town. And I was like, this poor lady having a shot for this shit. And I, I should have just walked up to her and ended like we'll end it like this. But look. Go to adamandeve.com. Go to adamandeve.com. <laughs> put in promo code TPTO at, at checkout. T-P-O-T, t- yeah, no, TPTO pod at checkout. Yeah. Get 50% off this thing. Yeah. You're about to spend 20. Spend 50. You should have gone into sales mode. I should have. I should have. But that's not a good sale. It's, it's just not a good. Hi. <laughs> I see you're shopping for a, a dill to put into your old ass hanging <laughs> vagina. Did you really want to have an orgasm since yeah. your husband left you <laughs> 10 years ago? Or died. Or died. Same thing. <laughs> Go to TP, go to Adam and Eve and put in TPTO pod. Yeah. I don't, since he came up, I don't want to forget to tell you, Dragged Across Concrete was very good. Hey, you, you told me it was a little less gory than some of the it, other S, yeah. what's his name? S. Craig Zoller. S. Craig Zoller. Yeah. I feel like what he did was like, all right, I'm going to make my first movie, Bone Tomahawk. I'm going to really get in people's heads yeah. with that. And I'm going to make Cell, Cell Block 99. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be campy brutal. People are yeah. going to laugh when they see this. Yeah. 
They made this, and this is just a straight-up fucking cops gone bad. And there's some violence, and there's there's some gore, but it's tolerable. And it's so tame compared to either of its predecessors. All right, well, I'll watch it. It's not available anymore because I only rented it to watch. Yeah. But when it was over, I was like, that was a good movie. Mm. Like, if you, you take out... You, there's plenty that could have been taken out. In fact, there's one character... I won't spoil it in case you actually do watch it. There's one character who doesn't even need to be in it. And the only purpose this character serves is to make you feel bad when they die. <laughs> like he goes it's so into, S. Craig. He goes into this whole backstory, introduces this new character, you're getting attached to this character, you connect with this character on a human level, you like them, and then you see some transitions, tra- transitional things, and then the next thing you know, this character is brutally murdered. <laughs> and when the movie was over, I realized... We didn't need that character introduced at all. <laughs> like, the violence that happened, it's a robbery, could have happened without any backstory for this character who ultimately dies during the robbery. Yeah. Didn't need any of that backstory. <laughs> the The whole reason they were there was just to make me go, oh. Which it's is funny, because I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, the rom-com's an idea for S. Craig. I'm telling you. We should get his email. Right? You need to do a rom-com and really fuck But you have to really, he really has over. to sell it. You yeah. have to sell the shit. Be like, he's really softened. This is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And then right when they tink, when they tink champagne glasses, and yeah. she's sitting there, and she looks out the window, and a bird, and that's when the gag mask yeah. just comes over her head, yeah, and everyone Slayer like, plays yeah. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Reading blood. <laughs> Fades to black. Yeah. Opens up in a dungeon tunnel. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Damn it, S. Craig! Damn it!" You hear screaming and chainsaws. <laughs> Sound of like children being asked to let out of a cage. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and that's where it ends. It was so yeah, there's strange. no, there's no, there's no ending. It's yeah, just... you just see, you see a 400-pound man <laughs> walking down a hallway in like a fucking Beastmaster outfit <laughs> with pierced nipples, breathing heavy, walking towards uh, a moaning gimp mask, <laughs> fucking Drew Barrymore. It's like, god damn it, I don't want to know what happens. I don't want to know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, then it cuts. It's like, I'm going to let everybody kind of just play in their own heads about what the heavy set man does to a get mask to Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew Fallon's not even in the movie. Well, he's just, he's upstairs watching a bank of screens. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do any of the actual killing. Yeah, no, it's, it's like he's feeding his, his troglodyte older yeah. brother. It's like he's feeding Dr. Satan in House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. He's just got Liz Jurgens and some Kleenex, <laughs> and he's just watching all the women he's proposed to over the last calendar year. It's sexually tortured. <laughs> and Zoller hangs on those screens for like a <laughs> Like, fuck, man. Jimmy Fallon was so good at this. <laughs> Turned into a fucking kidnapped murder rape. What, what a career turn. I wonder if the Tonight Show is going to get picked up. We need like a palace under. Let's put in Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> Anyways, WFUCK! Sorry about tonight, preemptively. 97.5. Stay tuned for Losing Your Rights. We've got traffic and weather. We've got sports and skip and And Neil Bort's coming up next. Holla.